Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. Sanderson. I'm going to lower my levels a little bit and see what happens. Lower my gain. See what takes place. Bring you down to a little little normal level. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully I'm not blowing everybody's fucking eardrums out. Hopefully I'm not having to increase the volume because I'm not doing this right. Anyways, listeners, we had a problem with the... Uh, with the rig that I use to do the editing on and I do the primary recording on and uh, that is a 13 year old Mac and uh, (laughs) as you can guess computers don't last forever although I was hoping that I would get a little more longevity out of the Mac that I had Um, unfortunately I came downstairs and turned it on and while it it dinged and said yeah I'm on uh It, it, it was a lie. <laughs> the The GPU on it, I guess, had burned out and uh, had just decided to stop outputting uh, video. So I had no video on either screen that I had plugged into it. You know, the the Mac screen and the uh, my regular display. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, one of those things like, all right, well, I guess I'm just not doing the podcast. And unfortunately, that also means that we lost all of the recordings that we had from previous years. We also lost the most recent recording. So we're starting a brand new, better than, better than ever, G, you know, GOH. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, let it fool you. We're like in the post-apocalypse stage now. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, not to diss on PCs, but uh, I, I built an entirely new rig for just to do this, um, just to do the podcast, really. Um, it can do some other stuff, obviously, but this was its primary purpose. And PCs, when it comes to free software, I should say, PCs are extremely limited and uh, for, for free software. And I'm not saying like uh, Audacity, which is what I'm using, isn't good or anything like that. What I am saying is that it's extremely uh, limited when it comes to the, <clears throat> the resources that you have to actually use multiple mics. Uh, without having extra equipment to plug it into. And we don't have a soundboard. We don't have a MIDI or anything like that to set up uh, multiple mics uh, for a PC. We have Yeti mics. And Yeti mics are, while they've advanced tremendously compared to where they used to be, uh, they don't have any direct capability of doing more than two mics on Audacity at once. And it's annoying as fuck to try and set up. So right now I do have a program that allows me to do two mics at the same time. I can't do more than that, unfortunately. So <clears throat> we'll have to come up with something, I guess, in the future uh, or some way of doing it in the future where, you know, two of us share a mic or something. But uh, if, uh, you know, if, if we have three people in the, in the, uh, the recording area. So we'll see uh, how that goes. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a... a Right now, this is kind of a crapshoot. So because I'm trying to set everything up and I'm trying to get everything everything going, uh, the podcast might be a little rough for a little bit. <laughs> and I apologize for that. But, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is. We also, like, Anderson, we lost because of the drives that I had in my, in my Mac. And uh, I can't get them to – I can't figure out how to get the PC to read them because they're not the same format. I can't even pull the original um, – intros that we had for the podcast off of them so yeah it's it's uh it's gonna be a a rough go (laughs) 
<laughs> for well, a little bit. As somebody who has watched many long-term series, this is the part where we just, you know, our base blew up and now we got to start a new one. Yeah, we also, we, we should also bring in new people. You know, I'm just saying, like, how many times have the uh, Power Rangers <clears throat> lost their Zord with a new season, with a new one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, since we bring that up, would this be a good time to probably clean out our Google Drive for the recordings? Uh, well, I go I go through that and periodically oh, just yeah uh, okay. remove stuff from there. Anyways, um, at least the, there shouldn't be that many in there. But I'll go through what little I have and just delete like, <clears throat> the old recordings and just start fresh. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, listeners, I'm clearing my throat and everything. <clears throat> you know, given the fact that uh, Anderson, since you have a PC and everything, given the fact that you have a PC, it might be a good a, a good time to start getting you set up on a on a Yeti. I was thinking about that. I should pick up a real mic and not rely um, on the portable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because thankfully, uh, it does do a lot of other things uh, for the so- or from the software side of things, um, like cleaning up the audio and uh, removing any of the. Uh, the pass through that comes through, you know, the uh, the high pitch sounds or the clicks and stuff like that that happen periodically from your recordings. <laughs> but uh, we all we all actually have that stuff in the background, listeners. You you'll just hear it more from his end because his mic is uh, just a regular mic. It's just a mic. That's it. Yeah, the one yeah. I'm using is mainly meant for like taking the you know putting on a professor's <clears throat> desk to have his you know, lecture get recorded. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we uh, we get to start fresh, and I get to try and ramble on, and hopefully, oh we'll no, get through this, we're gonna go <laughs> geek that heroes proper, and we're gonna start off raging out. <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, unfortunately, we won't have anything to talk about from the past few months. I'm sorry because that's just way too much crap to cover. Uh, we will cover a little bit of uh, what's been going on recently, though, and that is the uh, the state of play. And uh, primarily, we're going to start out with the uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. And I will I will put this at the beginning. None of us have played it. We have not played. We have not played the game. So. Any judgments you hear from us are from people who are looking from the outside in. So uh, to start us off really quick, uh, apparently like there's there's articles going around saying that the amount of users or, or, or of, of uh, I should say uh, the amount of gamers who want to get their money back from this game has gone up by like over 700 percent. And it's just kind of one of those things like. I get that the you know it's an impressive number, but at the same time, it's one of those things of like, is it enough to actually make a difference and to uh, affect the studio? That will be you know we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but with that in mind, the thing that's kind of the thing that's kind of boggling my brain, Anderson, on my end is the fact that the game came out. It's come out to. It, it, I mean, it had a terrible fucking launch because of the amount of the amount of server issues they were having, the amount of times that people couldn't play the actual game itself, just because of just because not not necessarily because of of uh, server issues, but because of bugs. I mean, there was a game breaking bug where if you bought it early, it would give you one hundred percent completion. Like, here's all the achievements. There's no new game plus. The game's done. Oh shoot. 
<laughs> I was watching a uh, a bug from somebody yeah. where they get to the first boss fight and it immediately transports them to the final boss fight. Yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, the game the game is in my opinion, the game is largely unfinished. Yeah. And uh I've seen several reviews where everybody like here's the thing. I've seen several reviews where everyone in the review is basically downing the down on the game and, and stuff like that. But they always turn around and go, I not, you know, I don't want to bag on the studio because there's plenty of talented people. If the game is this bad and this buggy, if the game is has has been launched in this terrible of a state, then there is no one talented working on it. You cannot claim a dev team is talented if this is the shit they deliver. I'm sorry. That's just the real world. That's the reality of it. That this is a complete fucking farce to sit there and tell everybody, oh, the talented group that worked on this. Give me a fucking break. The talented group that worked on this. That's like calling Ubisoft talented today. Come on. Let's let's be genuine about it. You have shitty developers working on a shitty game, making a shitty product, specifically because it's tra- it's 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 trend chasing, first of all. And secondly, because it's just fucking terrible. It's terrible writing. The whole thing is just awfully written. So, do you have anyone talented left at, at Rocksteady? No. It's the whole, it's the the, the ship of Theseus, uh, Theseus um, has been brought up a lot with this. Of, if you replace all the parts of a ship and you still call it Theseus, is it still the same ship? Some would argue that no, it's not. It's it's not the same ship at all. It's just the ship in name. So Rocksteady has replaced the majority of their developers, including the two founders of the company, have left. They left two years ago. The mass exodus started, I want to point this out, the mass exodus for this company started eight years ago. Back when they started working on the game, they had a massive drop in employment ship because the developers like, I don't want to work on this. Fuck this. This is stupid. This is a bad idea. So they left. So everyone who worked on Arkham is gone. There's no one at Rocksteady that is actually Rocksteady anymore. So is it still Rocksteady? Or is it just Rocksteady in name? I would argue it's Rocksteady in name. The talent is gone. Cause, and you can see it. Just listeners, go, go and look at the comparison videos. This game doesn't even stack up to Arkham City. And that came out 13 years ago. 13 years. This game was in development for over for over eight years. It was in development for at least nine. Because they know that they started on it after Arkham uh, or after uh, Arkham Knight. So you have Arkham Knight that came out nine years ago. Doesn't even come close. I was supposed to say it's not even. I was supposed to say it's not yeah. holding up to doesn't Arkham even, Knight. Doesn't Arkham even Knight hold a fucking candle to it. Yeah, and it can't even compare to a game that came out 13 years ago. Like. Okay, and I'm not just talking about graphically. I'm talking about graphics, art direction, uh, story buildup, everything, gameplay, everything doesn't stack up. It just looks like trash. It's the same problem that Arkham or sorry, not Arkham Knights, uh, Gotham Knights had. Of it's a free to play, or it's basically a game that came out that was that was not a free to play. Uh, games as a service. It was a games as a service game that was dressed up exactly as that. And it was supposed to be a games as a service game. It was meant to be 100 fucking percent 
games as a service. They can tell you it's not as much as they want, and they can try and abandon that ship as hard as they can. As hard as, hard as they can, it's never going to change the fact that it is actually a games as a service model. The entire fucking thing. So if it's a games as a service model, then what what, what kind of game were they looking at making? They were looking at making a game to try and bleed money out of you. And that's the that's the gameplay mechanic that they have. That's the gameplay loop that the game has. So you have loot boxes, you have multiple different currencies and shit like that in the game set up to try and, you know, craft weapons to try and change like all this stuff. And meanwhile, it's completely fucking for naught because it's it's been turned around and been like, oh well, we need to get away from the games as a service model because that's not that's not trending now. That's no longer a thing, and people don't really care for that that kind of model. So we're going to try and get away with it, or get away from it by making loot crates just drops. We'll make those drop. They'll make the. We'll make those loot drops. Okay. This this is still it's still it still comes across as very much loot crate-y. Very much a loot a a loot box. That's it. It's a loot box mechanic. It just drops into the ground, and you get your weapon regardless of whether you know you don't have to pay for it essentially. But it's still there. That's still the same mechanic, just like it was for Gotham Knights. And this is this was the trend that Warner Brothers was late, massively late to the table, trying to trace, to try and make money from. And they realized, oh, this isn't going to make us money. We need to do a U-turn and change it. So that's why the that's why the developers have been trying to desperately get people to stop calling it a games as a service game. It's a it's a it's absolutely a games as a service game. You can't get away from it. So what do you get? You get this piece of shit compared to the Arkham series, a game that was developed by a single player developer. They made single player games, open world experiences. And you get a online all the time games as a service piece of shit like this. And What's hysterical to me is is you still have fucking reviewers out there going, oh, yeah, the talented group over at Roxy. There's no talent there. And listeners, I'm telling you this because I don't give a shit if any developer hears this and goes, oh, well, how dare you say we don't have you don't have talent, dude. You have zero fucking talent. Zero. You are making games that look worse than games that came out 13 years ago. You have zero talent. I don't care if you were forced to do the job. If this is the only job you could get, you have zero talent compared to game or compared to developers that were around 13 years ago. And that's just a fact. I don't care that game development is hard. Do you think anybody comes home and thinks, oh my gosh, I hope I can play my game and I, I realize development, you know, game development is hard, so I should just go ahead and... Uh, you know, make sure I just accept it for what it is. No. If the game sucks, the game sucks. And this game sucks. The thing that's boggling my brain is how how good the reviews are from Steam. Jesus Christ, that shit show is just fucking unreal. Yeah, you have umpteen dozen reviews sitting there saying it's not really worth the price they paid. The $70 isn't worth the price tag. Wait for it to go on discount. But they still recommend the game. Dude, you guys need to fucking just the the Stockholm syndrome needs to stop. It needs to stop and go away. You guys have been held hostage by shitty games for too fucking long. 
go play something good. I beg the entire gaming community to go and play something good. Please. Because then you'll remember, oh yeah, games actually used to be really good. Games actually used to be used to be fucking stellar. In most cases. We weren't handed these let me let me drain all the money from you pieces of shit. We weren't handed these shitty game loops that are just asking you to come back online and play all the fucking time. So please go go play something good for a bit and then come back to this and tell me it's and tell me if you enjoyed it and if you still recommend it, because that's the thing you saw with Starfield. <clears throat> Starfield was out for a long or was out for a while and the reviews were were mostly positive for, to start with. These were these were all the Bethesda fucking nut jobs and, in my opinion, bots that go out there and play the game for two hours and then put a fucking review up thinking that they've played the entire thing. No, I played a hundred over 120 hours of Starfield. That game is trash. It is garbage compared to anything that Bethesda's made before it, other than Fallout 76. Yeah, but you knew Fallout 76 was trash going in. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I it was it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, we we were going into it, going, okay, it's a new thing. It's something they're trying out. Let's see if it works. And we had a good time with it to begin with. You know, we had we, we had our fun with it. it. Here's the thing, though. At no point would I recommend anyone play Fallout 76. I wouldn't put that in a review. I wouldn't say I'd recommend anyone playing Fallout 76. I'd say, nah, it's not really worth your time. If you're not really into Fallout 70, if you're not really into Fallout and Fallout with your friends that doesn't, at the time when we were playing it, didn't have any story, didn't have any, you know, didn't have any NPCs to interact with, then, yeah, you were just going to be like, all right, well, this is a game for people who just want to try out something new and different. But it's not really a game for everybody else. It's not really a game for everyone. It's a games as a service. And we had a love-hate relationship with that game for a long time. But then I went back and played other games that were good. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm reminded of what good games really were and are. And this ain't it. So the <laughs> that's why that's why I'm like, you're, you're I'm waiting for this, the Starfield effect to happen of. Eventually, you have enough. Uh, sorry, you eventually you have enough players come in and play the game and actually genuinely give it a real review and go, yeah, here's the pros, here's the cons. There are plenty of pros for Starfield. There's not a lot, but compared compared to cons, there's there's some, but you have a shit ton of cons. Shit ton of cons. No one could recommend that game if they actually took into consideration the realism of the cons in that game. It is unbelievable how many cons I have for that game. But you had people finally coming in going, you know what? It's not that good. I'm playing this and I'm going back and playing other games that are better than it. It's not that good. I'm going to change my review. I'm going to lower my score. I'm not going to recommend this game. So now it's it's mostly it's mostly negative. Weird. It's almost like you had people go from I have 20 hours of gameplay into this to I have 100 hours of gameplay into this. This game is trash. There's nothing here for me. So I'm waiting for that effect to happen with this piece of shit. 
because it's it's bound to happen because the gameplay loop on this is is fucking insane and i'm going to spoil the game right now so basically listeners you have the the game goes through you take on brainiac only it's the flash again so you fight the flash again as uh, that's that's brainiac disguised as the flash somehow or what we're going to call purple flash yeah purple flash yeah it's got that purple the uh you go through that whole fight sequence again you you beat him and then you you come out, come to find out oh it's all for naught because then they're going to go into the the alt universes the alternate universes they're going to have Cop alternate out. they're going to have alternate joker alternate this you know whatever it's fucking oh did you stupid. not hear about the joker part yet oh if, yeah i have oh yeah yeah that it looks freaking just that is the that is the turd on top of the shit cake right there so they're they're told that oh yeah in, if you want to actually get what is what is the real end game you're gonna have to go through all the seasons. Okay, at what point, listeners, do you think they're gonna start charging for the seasons? Because the first one, excuse me, the first one's free. Always the first one's free. The first and you're gonna have free. you're gonna have two brain apparently two brainiacs to go and deal with per or per season. There's thirteen total. There's 13 Brainiacs, apparently, in the alternate universes. Never mind the fact that it's an alternate universe and there'd be, you know, in reality, there'd be, you know, probably thousands, if not millions of them. But still. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to have the have you go through and, and defeat all the freaking Justice League over and over and over again. You're going to be in the same stupid freaking story over and over again with very minimal changes. I'm already going to guess now that the next boss is going to be Purple Superman and Purple Green Lantern yeah. and Purple Batman. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, um, you know, and what's really funny is, like, you have, a, you, like, here's the thing. You have a lot of people who are like, oh, the game's woke, stuff like that. It's not so much woke. It's just bad writing. And you have, don't get me wrong, you do have wokeness in there because you you can't have, you can't have a game without intersectional feminism. That's what I was talking in. about the Joker part. Yeah. If you didn't hear about the Joker part, which one? So when they bring in the Joker, they're making a big deal that he's going to be flamboyantly gay. Oh yeah. yeah, I I could tell that just from fucking looking at him. So, listeners, you have you have you know intersectional feminism thrown in where, and if in case you guys don't know what that is. Uh, this is basically where all men are bad. All men are bad. All men are trash. All women good. All women are good. And uh, how can I justify that? Oh, it's pretty simple. Just look at the bios. Just look at the bios for the heroes for for the for the Justice League. You'll come across Wonder Woman, glowing review, glowing this. She's so freaking amazing. She's, you know, you have fucking Lex Luthor basically saying she's shown the world how to get rid of toxic or toxic toxic masculinity, which is hysterical because I'm like, are you talking about getting rid of toxic masculinity by having toxic or toxic femininity? Because that's exactly what the Amazons were. That's exactly what they are in the in the originally the DC comics was a tribe of women who literally would go out and raid the shores where men lived, kidnap them, rape them, and then kill them. And then if they gave and birth if, to boys, they threw them yeah. in the volcano. And if they gave birth to boys, they threw them in the volcano. If they gave birth to girls, well, they got raised to do the same shit over again. Yeah, that's 
that's getting rid of toxic masculinity. Hooray for feminism. Right? Right? Guys? Guys? Yeah, this is the bullshit that everybody tries to push on, like, oh, well, the, the you know, Themyscira is, is, is ran by women. Look how perfect that society is. It's run by women, and that's it. That's it. There's only women. Can you tell me why? No one wants to talk about it. No one wants to actually address the fact that it's, it's ran by women because these women act barbarically. And that's based off of the actual Amazonians <laughs> from ancient Greece. So maybe the lesson here is that, oh, yeah, you actually need two sexes in order to run a society properly. Just a thought. <laughs> you can't just have one overpowering the other constantly. Weird. It's almost like I'm more of a feminist. <laughs> it's just, it's hysterical. Come on. The whole thing is just, is, is just nuts. So you look at, you look at the, the bios you have, the one for the green lantern or for, for the green lantern, uh, which I believe in this one is, is it, uh, it's John, John Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. And they did him fucking dirty. And they, yeah. They, they basically sat there and said, you know, oh, well he's, you know, he's a white picket fencer. He's, you know, had a, had uh, a, had Uncle a degree Tom. in, uh, yeah. you know, at MIT an engineer and all this stuff, probably got good grades his entire life in a space cop. And, uh, you'd think that you, you'd think that given the fact that he's, he's a black man, he would get some kind of, you know, a little bit of credit there. Nope. If you're black and, a, and a cop from space, man, you might as well be white. And it, the the rest of the Justice League is treated the exact same way, and it's it's the craziest part is the fact that it's like these bios are written by the Suicide Squad, and you get to the Wonder Woman one, and it's like, oh my gosh, she's a pillar of everything, and she should just be looked up to. Like, give me a fucking break. Come on. Even even Wonder Woman in the original comics. When she would talk about Themyscira and would talk about their culture, she even like it was her her visiting the world made her open up her eyes to, oh, things aren't this way everywhere I go. And things are actually better than I thought they were when I was living in Themyscira. She actually would sit there and go, I don't think we have it right in where I come from either. It wasn't this whole you know, rah, rah, shishkumba, hooray, women parade nine to five. So this whole delusional fucking like lookout of how her society is perfect and how she's this perfect person is just insane to me. The only person in the Justice League that has ever that has ever been looked to throughout the throughout the Justice League that has ever been looked to is this is a a pinnacle of human of, of human capability and what we should be striving to be has been Superman. He rejected things from his own past, from his own, from his own culture, his own culture, from other cultures to the fact that like he literally could have ran the entire earth as a God and chose not to. That's, that's incredible to think about. So 
when when he goes bad, he goes bad, real bad, real hard. And you look like you look at the game, you look at this game, you're like, all right, well, it's understandable why they would like why they would have. Okay, the Justice League turns bad. All right, well, we need Wonder we need Wonder Woman to help us out. Where the fuck is she the entire goddamn time? In the game, it doesn't make any sense. She just she shows up for for small spots and then takes off, then leaves. Oh, I can't be here. I'm gonna get caught too. What? Yeah, just leave it up to leave it up to these four assholes to to pick up the slack. Yeah, they'll stop Superman. They'll stop Batman. Batman, who managed to take down his entire family of heroes that he he personally trained and taught them to be able to stop him should he ever go evil. Yep, makes total fucking sense. 100%. Yeah, I, I totally totally justified death in, in, in that game. And then to have Wonder Woman get downed by, uh, by Superman and she's the only one that's treated with respect with her death. Any kind of amalgam of respect, like that's that's it. Like this is here. Oh, oh, it's so sad. She was the best of us. Like they 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 pissed on on the Flash. They shot Batman in the head with like the the dumbest fucking you know end phrase I've ever heard come out of Harley Quinn's mouth. They stripped down Green Lantern, literally stripped, stripped him, him down. down like yeah, underwater. just no no freaking you know uh, outfit whatsoever. And then fucking shark or uh, fucking. Uh, uh, King Shark. King Shark. Thank you. He uh, he grabs the he grabs the lantern ring, puts it on, and instantly creates a giant shark in the sky, which tells me that the developers have no fucking concept as to how the Green Lantern works. Fuck! They don't know how the rings work. Yeah. They they take off after the, the yeah, hunter dies. Just fucking hilarious. Uh, how bad? Like that's just that's how bad the writing is, listeners. That they don't know anything about any of them. They have no freaking concept as to what they're writing about. And these are the jobs they're given. Hey, write this. And this is this is not just in the gaming industry. This is in, in the movie industry's particular. But it's it's stretched into the gaming industry now to the point where they're actually just, all right, well, I'll create my own story. It's my own lore. All this is actually a one organization's real, real contribution, which is the Sweet Baby Inc. writers. They're basically a consulting firm that tells people, hey, you can't do this because this is misogynist. You can't do this because this is bigoted. You can't do this because it's racist. It's okay if it comes from this race. It's okay if it comes from this sex, but it's not okay if it comes from this race or it's not okay if it comes from this sex. That's literally what they do. That's their whole job is to tell these developers, you can't do this. Here, let let us fix it. Let us write this. How the fuck this agency even exists, I have no idea. And if they can't understand with all these mass layoffs and why they're happening. Yeah, here's the thing, listeners. AI will eventually replace them. AI will eventually replace pretty much everybody. If if we keep going the way we're going, it's absolutely going to happen. The moment a computer can do your job, it will. So if a computer can eventually be able to take the story elements of, hey, if somebody says, I want you to write a Justice League movie based off of these scenarios... And it can create a better scenario and better story than any human can. That'll be your future. That's your future writers right there. But here's the thing. 
so long as it's so long as it's given all the information about that about that world about that inf- about that uh, that uh, that comic book series, it will write a more accurate version than any human can. And that's the saddest part is that it will be you if you want to get lore accurate, you're going to have to go to AI eventually. I mean, fucking manga is having to do it. And we'll get into that a little bit later. So, yeah, it's just I've gone on for 30 freaking minutes just rambling and, and ranting about this bullshit. But it is infuriating to me to watch uh, Rocksteady, a studio that I looked to to, hey, you're going to give me good content. I'm going to be able to play it. I'm going to have a great time to this is the shit you put out. Unless I get it. I haven't played the game and I, I can't make a pure judgment until I've played the game. You can see you can see shit on the floor without having to smell it. You can see shit on the floor without having to smell it. That's all I got to say. If you can see shit, then you know what shit is. And I see shit. So, Anderson, you got anything to, to add to it? Or, or do you want to talk about anything with it? Or <laughs> Well, besides the aneurysm when I found out how they killed Batman, the... What we're dealing with is people who do not respect what came before. Yeah. One hundred percent. And and it's spread so bad across the board now that either AI is gonna have to fix it for us or people are gonna need to step up and tell people to fuck off and just make stuff. Yeah. I it's it's gonna come down to <laughs> Fan, like real fans, not fan fiction fans, but actual fans who respect the products and the fandom that they have for it. Hell. We'll have to start writing shit. I, I don't know if we talked about this in a previous episode of the podcast, but I remember several months ago when we were talking about how funny it was that AI wrote a better Star Wars trilogy than the uh, Ray trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. The listeners, in case yeah. you don't know about that, the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, somebody put a uh, essentially the entirety of the Star Wars lore into a AI, and when I say the entirety of the Star Wars lore, I mean I mean the original the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and all of the books that came before that, or sorry before before the the prequel trilogy. So they gave them basically thirty freaking years, thirty forty years of knowledge. Like here here you go. Here, here's everything that's taken place and asked it to write a story based off of what it knew from those for today's for, for today's uh, modern day, inserting new characters to take on to take over the over the basically take on the mantle when it was done. And it created a better story based off of those events than anyone in Hollywood could do. And fans were sitting there going, how the fuck did we end? How did we end up with the shit we have? Because you have incompetent writers. You have a lot of incompetent people in the entertainment industry thinking that this is the shit you want to see and having no respect for the fandom that came before it. The fandom that grew the product in the first place, that grew the franchise, the fandom that was there and is the reason why it exists today 
they don't care about. And it makes no sense. Look at Doctor Who. Doctor Who is in fucking shambles. Jesus Christ, how the fuck did you get? How the fuck did that shit happen? Because the, the agenda took priority. You were so fig- like the, the problem with modern day writers is that they are so focused on telling an agenda and telling their own uh, version of events and their own, uh, you know, basically just try, trying to get it across. Like, oh, we need to change this, this and this. And you have to listen and yelling at everyone to do it. That they forgot, hey, I'm supposed to tell a story. I'm supposed to entertain people with this story and get them to go, hey, this you, using that to get people to change. Okay, that's fine. That happens throughout history. People use stories to try and get across ideas all the time. And to point out problems in society all the time. But it's done with a semblance of nuance. It's not done with like, here, I'm going to throw this in your fucking face every goddamn second that you exist. Enjoy trying to have fun with that. So, yeah, that's that's what you you end up you end up with. You end up with games like this where there's no respect for a fandom. There's no respect for for the characters that it that it that it turned around and kills. Like, here's the thing. It would have been so much. It, it would have been a much more acceptable premise. I mean, first of all, it's called Kill the Justice League. Yeah, so the Justice League's going to die. I get that. Going in, I know that. But here's the thing: you could have had it where, in the throw, in the in the the mo- the last moments of their death, that they are able to come to their senses and actually speak for themselves and not be a brainiac zombie. But that's not what you get. I mean, how different would that ending have been for Batman if he were if he were dying right in front of Harley Quinn and finally came out of it and told her thank you instead of doing the Kevin Conroy uh, villain? Are you done with your bat? You know, telling a bad joke or whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember what the fucking thing was. Well. Especially if you know anything about the lore, that just makes no sense. Like, Batman, at the end of Arkham Knight, wanted to be 100% Batman and no longer Bruce Wayne. Yep. Well, hell, at the end, at the end of Arkham yeah. Knight, he, he was using, he was essentially using the, uh, the fear serum. Yeah, it became part, it became of, his part of his arsenal. So you're like, all right, well, that's that's that left that left a wide open, you know, a wide open gap. Like, hey, we we want this game. I want to I want to be fear Batman. Yeah, we're going to have a much darker <laughs> Batman. Nope. And then on top of that, what led to him becoming darker, if you played Arkham Knight, was Poison Ivy sacrificing herself. Yep. Dying a hero. Yep. And yet we've been watching trailers and footage of little kid Poison Ivy showing up in Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn hitting on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, like, really just don't just want for, me to buy this game. Just for five seconds, think about how the reaction would have been if Harley Quinn were a guy and saying the same things to, you know, ba- essentially baby, <laughs> what I can call baby Ivy. People would have lost their freaking minds. They would have been calling for fucking heads for that shit. And yet it's okay because, oh, it came from Harley Quinn, so it's fine. 
and they're obviously lesbians now because that never happened in the Arkhamverse. That is a modern day DC bullshit, you know, fucking trope of like, oh, well, we'll just turn him gay. Take a woman, make her gay. Gee, I wonder where that where, where that mentality's come from. Strange, right? And here's the thing, listeners. I I want to point out that I realize these are fictional characters. In no way are they real, and in no way does this actually mean anything. But it is very frustrating to watch the hilarious hypocrisy that comes from these fucking people of, oh my gosh, you know, the, this guy's objectifying a woman. Well, what, what, what if a woman is objectifying a woman? Is that okay? Is it okay if a woman objectifies a man? Because it's, it's the absurd double standard these people have. I'm not saying the jokes aren't actually funny when they're done. It's the fact that they have this double fucking standard throughout society of you can't do that because it's a man. Okay, well, we'll just put a woman in it and make her gay. Suddenly it's okay. Suddenly that's fine. It's just it's fucking bonkers. Like it's. It's infuriating to see your heroes treated with such disrespect and such disregard. And to then be told that you're the bad guy because you don't like it. Oh, you're you're awful because you are the fan. Is it any wonder why Daisy, why, why Daisy Ridley refuses at this point to go after the Star Wars fans? I think it's because I don't I don't I don't think it's because she necessarily realized that, oh, my gosh, like what what Disney's been doing is wrong. I think she realized this doesn't help me for my PR. It doesn't help me to go after fans at all. And it's something the rest of Hollywood and the gaming industry in particular needs to fucking learn. Stop. Stop fucking pissing all over the fucking graves of our of our heroes. Treat us with some fucking respect. No, but they are proving Eric July of uh, Ripaverse right that the, the only way things are going to change now is that we got to make new stuff to compete. Yeah, you, you're. That's why I'm saying fan fans who actually know the lore or actually you know fans of it are going to have to come in and they're going to have to start like start writing this shit and start taking this yeah, over. They're going to have to fix it or they're going to have to make something new. Because the the current the the current entertainment industry has been overrun by the agenda seeking fucking plebes of the world who think that they're right who think that they know better than everybody else and that they have to educate you they're basically communists listeners so it's Sorry, I had a, I, there was a noise in my basement. I was like, what the fuck was that? Um, it's haunted. But uh, the, the industry is, the, the current comic book industry is obviously broken. Otherwise, the otherwise manga wouldn't be taken over the way it is. Well, actually, I was thinking so, about if I'm going to go off in just a quick uh, tangent. Go for it. But I've I've been watching some other videos of the gaming industry on the, on the retro level. Yeah. 
And just like with comic books, there has been a huge uptake in people buying older games. Oh yeah, massive. Especially since huge especially since the uptake. the uh, the digital gaming industry have shown that oh, we can't be trusted because we'll remove the titles from the stores if we can't pay <clears throat> the licensing fees anymore. Well, shit, I wasn't even bringing that part up. I was just thinking the fact that people are just tired of it. Like at comic books, there's a reason why in the action American comic books, the things that's selling are back orders, older copies. Yeah. People are not buying the new stuff. They're yeah, buying the older stuff. It's, it, but, it, but I mean, it's it, it goes across the board for everything of you're having people who are going in and looking at older shit and going, this is better than this. And it's not the member berries, listeners. It's just a fact of this was better back then than it is now. Because now you're getting nonsense. Fucking turning Tim, like, like tearing Tim Drake gay on a fucking dime. What? Are you, are you fucking people high? Shoot. They, the other one they did really dirty too is a static shock. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They did him major dirty. Fucking just like the, the overall amount of garbage that we're getting from comic, from the comic book industry is, fucking unreal that's why like my my omnibus collection of comic books has increased tremendously because i'd rather go back and read the old shit i'd rather go back and read older comics than anything new today except for manga because the japanese don't seem to care about a lot of that shit now this isn't to say that they don't at all because that's slowly eking its way into the Japanese gaming industry and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit but right now the only thing that the that, that manga has to struggle with is the localizers or what I would like to call the vocalizers because that's exactly what they are they want to give their own western sensibilities and progressivism to everyone else reading a manga when it has nothing to do with the manga. Why? Because, oh, well, it's it's more uh, it's localized, which means that it has to have the same values that we do. No, it doesn't. It means that it, you need to translate. What's being said on the page. So that we can understand it. That, that has nothing to do with you inserting your own political, you know, bullshit into a comic book. No one here wants to hear it. None of the customers actually give a shit about what you think. So what's the job of a, of a, of a localizer? Well, if you asked someone in Japan, it would be to translate the content and the nuances of that content over so that Western audiences can hear it and understand it. 30, 40 years ago, no one knew what the fuck ramen was. So they'd have to change it to noodle soup in anime or manga. Now, everyone fucking knows what ramen is. You, you couldn't find someone who, didn't, who doesn't know what fucking ramen is. So maybe the idea is to get across what, what that is first and then, and then get, it, get people to the point where they understand what you're talking about. Like when people say, when people say, like when they talk about, uh, you know, oh, you have, you know, I was, I was watching a, an anime yesterday 
uh, and the character comes across a a bag. She's in it, you know, she, it's a it's an isekai. And she comes across a a shipping yard. She's going through all their stuff, and she's coming across all these spices that are actually from her world. And the people who are watching her go through this stuff are amazed that she knows what this stuff is, because in their from their perspective, it only comes from one part of their world, which basically was was from a person who was isekai'd in their culture, and brought over seeds, you know, seedlings for, for different things. And she comes across a, you know, thing of like, of miso. She goes, this is miso. And the guy looks at her and goes, I'm amazed. Like, he's just completely shocked at the fact she knows what this is. Then she comes across rice and is losing her freaking mind. You know, it's a, it, it's a staple in Japanese culture. Rice, you know, basically rice keeps, keeps their entire culture going really. So not having it, from a place that you came from, that's kind of a big deal. It'd be, it'd be like, it'd be like somebody from the U.S. going to an area where beef doesn't exist. Dude, <laughs> come on. So this this was a this was a big deal for. Her. Did I need to know what miso was in order to understand her? No, I did not. So. Why, why was it, why is it that people have to sit there and say, okay, well, we need to, we, we can't just translate it over. We have to put our own sensibilities. Well, because they're, they're wanting to push their own political opinion on you to try and get you to change your mind, even though it's not necessary. And what's even worse is the fact that the, the localizers, they don't even understand it. They don't even know why anyone's going after them and why people are pissed off and just telling you, just translate the fucking page. And they will just define, just go over to go over to Google Translate. I would. If I could get if I could get Google Translate to take a page from a manga that's written in Japanese, I would 100 percent do that. Over you. In a heartbeat. Because you are so bad at your job. So the anime and the manga industry have looked at that and going, huh, people are still really pissed off about our localizers. What's going on? And you had the manga bride who was like, oh, well, we've been getting a lot of complaints. Let's see what happens if we use AI to do it. And the the hilarious part is the the localizer sitting there going, if you want the AI to translate your page, you might as well just be using Google Translate or going to Twitter's Translate. Those are not the same things, dumbass. Those are basic translation programs that barely function, frankly. Whereas AI actually can learn nuances. It can learn to translate those nuances correctly. And it can do it in multiple dialects, multiple dialects or multiple dialects of one dialect of one language. And it can do that. And apparently it's working and it's working very well. So I look for it's it's not the thing that it's not the fact that I want to see people lose their jobs, listeners. I just want it done right. And if it takes AI to do it right, so be it. So be it, because if that's the only thing that will that will give you a finished and complete product that is correctly translated, correctly done. OK, that's fine. 
I'm okay with it. I'm okay with these people losing their jobs because they can't do their job. So that's where, you know, and that's where the, that's where the, the localizers versus the, the, you know, basically the public comes from. People are just not there. They're looking at going, this is fucking insane. You guys are nuts and you want to spread your insanity to everyone else instead of just accepting a job and doing your fucking job. We had brought, like I had brought this up in the, the previous recording, Anderson, but I, like I, I sat there and said, you know, I worked in advertising for years. Do you think I once at any point, and I worked for multiple different political backgrounds. Do you think I once at any point tried to insert my own thought process into those, into, into any ads or any, any brochures, anything like that? I just remember when companies only cared about taking your money and not your opinion. Correct. I wasn't, I wasn't being paid to give my opinion. I wasn't being paid to insert my own sensibilities into an ad or my own sensibilities into a, any kind of product like that. Nope. It, I was paid to do a job. That was it. So I did the job. That was my job was to do the job. That's these localizers job is to do the job. They don't see it that way. They see it as, oh, well, we can just insert our own bullshit into there and everybody else will have to read it and they have to deal with it because we're the only thing that they have. Well, now that they don't have to go to you, you're upset about it because you're going to lose your job to a computer that can do your job better than you can. Shucks. Darn. Yeah. If I could, listeners, if I could learn how to speak Japanese and read Japanese, I fucking would. But I don't because I can't. I'm just, I'm too old for it. And frankly, I don't think I could ever learn Japanese. It is a very complex language to me. So that's why I would depend on localizers to do this. Do I want the localizers that are currently around today to be able to do that job for me? Sure. If they're going to do the job, if they're going to take away, if they're going to take out all of their, all of their, their nonsense and all of their, their, you know, stupid, you know, stupid, or, uh, uh, substitutes for certain vernacular and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. I would absolutely be 100% okay with any, lo any localizer who wants to do that job over an AI any day, so long as they're going to do the job correctly, but that's not what we're getting. So instead we're going to have to go to AI for better translation, just like Hollywood eventually will, will eventually weed out all of the writers that are just trash, which is going to be a majority of them. And you'll start getting movies written by AI. Why? Because it'll be a better story. You'll, you'll get better story, more creative and better stories from a computer than you will a human being who's able to think for themselves. That's fucking tragic. All because somebody decided that their political motivations were more important to put out there than to actually just tell a good story. It's unbelievable that these people can't see this, that they can't see their own faults. And why they're going to lose their jobs. Moving on. I'm going to get off my soapbox. I just want to say fuck you, Rocksteady. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 
I honestly, listeners, based okay, so I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the Steam reviews, the, the what I would call the real Steam reviews, to to try and catch up with them and be like, yeah, this actually is really bad, that kind of stuff, to happen, because you had the the influx of people who were trying to get their money back, and I think that's why the only reason why you don't have more reviews is because you have a lot of people who are watching the reviews and watching what's happening and, and listening to YouTubers playing it, and going, God, dude, this sounds terrible. Uh, the other thing I was gonna bring up, this just confirms why we no longer pre-order. But yeah, I mean, I I never pre-order games anymore, like, aside from the fact of being broke. But but uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things where I just I just can't do it. Like it's yeah, well, you can't trust you can't, any you can't trust AAA you can't anymore. trust any any developer out there ever. You can't yeah. trust that they're not gonna try and do something and pull the wool over your eyes because most of the time they will. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, I honestly don't think Rocksteady is going to survive this. I think they're going to be close. I think they will, within the next year, listeners, you will probably hear Rocksteady or Rocksteady is closing down almost guaranteed because the original founders left two years ago. They're starting their own studio and they brought a lot of the old guard back in. So if they took the talent away from Rockstar or Rocksteady, or other developers who had bought that bought up that talent, I wouldn't be surprised if you see something new coming from them pretty soon. Within the next year. So, anyways, moving on to uh, state of play, we'll have uh, you know PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation had their state of play. It's not something we necessarily look forward to, listeners, because anytime they've had their state of play, it's always been kind of lackluster. And in the most part, this is true for this state of play. Um, We'll we'll get through the uh, the just the bad uh, to start with. So a lot of the state of play were a lot of free you know free to play games, PC games that were already out, and uh, you had uh, the new uh, was it the is it Foam Stars is that it I can't remember the 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 shooter that's that's going to be based in a foam you know based on foam and stuff like that. It's essentially you know uh, the uh, what's the one with the uh, this the Splatoon that's what it is. It's it's, 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 it's their it's version PlayStation's of PlayStation's answer to PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that came up. I was like, didn't this already come out? Yeah, it's you know, it's very yeah. it's very generic. Uh, there was yeah. another trailer for another free to play game that looked. I thought it was. I thought it was that, but it's not. Uh, it's it's a different game, but uh, you know, it's it. A lot of the stuff that they showed off were either it was either available on PC, free to play, you know, mobile game, or a game that's just has I have zero fucking interest in. Um, but they did have a few things that showed off, like, you know, what, how the, how the game's working out, what's going to be like, uh, stuff like Stellar Blade. I am looking forward to Stellar Blade. I don't care what anyone says. That game looks awesome. Uh, I've heard people go, oh, it's lackluster. I don't really care about it. Like, dude, come on. The amount of shit titles that you've had recently, and you're not looking forward to a game that looks like it's just complete, just kick ass. No apologies. It's yeah, sure. It takes from other it takes from other games that that have come out in the past. That's fine, but I'm okay with that. While Japan goes slow, it'll slowly goes woke. You know, here comes Korea in with a freaking you know fisto uh, to to everybody else going fuck you. We're gonna put a beautiful woman in our game. We're gonna make her the main the, the main protagonist, and she's based off of a real life person. So. I'm all for it. Let's do this. It looks awesome. 
Um, a little disappointed that it's only coming to the PlayStation. I would have liked to, have, you know, played it on the PC, um, just because that's my that's my primary uh, gaming experience. But it is what it is, and uh, if it you know if it if it forces me to turn on my PlayStation Five, so be it. <laughs> um, All right, mine's become primarily just for exclusives anyway. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's really funny is the. It's become Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, what's really funny is the amount of the amount of uh, games that were, uh, you know, it's it's basically supposed to be the, like to me the state of play should be if it's PlayStation it should just be it should just be PlayStation games. It wasn't. It, I mean, they 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 showed off a, they showed off a few titles that are actually that are absolutely coming out on other consoles. Um, but then again, Microsoft kind of has to do this, or Microsoft almost has to do the same thing because they don't have any, like, really any exclusives themselves. So uh, ne- that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. That just means that the uh, the land, the gaming landscape is getting getting more widely spread towards uh, being a more uh, non-exclusive landscape. So uh, the other thing that they showed off was a nine minute, which didn't feel like nine minutes, but it was a nine minute uh, Death Stranding 2 trailer. And that was absolutely batshit crazy. I have no fucking clue what's going on, but I'm all in. I was going to say, I I was lost, but it was pretty. Yeah, I'm all in. I I don't care. Let, let's do this. I am all for simulator, walking simulator 2.0. UPS, let's do this. <laughs> um, it, it looks complete batshit and i'm and i'm completely fine with it so we'll we'll see how it uh we'll see how it turns out i'm hoping for the best <laughs> expect the worst hope for the best right um it you know we're, we're hoping that they don't nerf uh other things that were in the game like you know zip lines zip lines were ludicrously overpowered for for the first game and it was such a godsend i love that i loved it like it was so good. Um, don't get me wrong though; it, it took a lot of work to set up as many zip lines as, as Miles and I put into uh, into our games, but absolutely worth the uh, worth the time. Um, yeah the uh, the only thing the only real criticism I have I, I have for Death Stranding Two is the the ludicrous guitar weapon. Like that was. I thought that thing looked awesome. I, like I just I I, I thought it was stupid. Honestly, it was complete 80s. Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was dumb oh. personally, but, uh, you know, whatever it, it is, what it is. I Somehow that's more effective than a gun. I don't know, but he was fighting samurai robot. Things, yeah. So um, which sounded uh, which which weird, which weirdly <laughs> sounded exactly like uh, Lou the entire time. It sounded exactly like like BB. So I was like, all right, well. Uh, it's it's laughing like like BB is is that actually supposed to be BB like what the fuck um so yeah the uh a few a few other uh, other highlights i guess were uh you know rise of the ronin um yes that looked awesome it don't get me wrong it looks cool it looks i Listeners, this isn't a criticism of the gameplay. This is not a criticism of the game itself. It looked old, is all I'm saying. Graphically, it looks old. Yeah, I would agree. It looks kind of like last year. Yeah. Um, that's not, like, again, listeners, that's not a bad thing. I'm just pointing out it It looks old. Uh, it still looked fun, But though. it looked fun. Yeah, it looks It looks like it's, it'd be a, an interesting good time, but uh, 
I don't think I'll actually be able to, I don't think I'll actually be playing it, but it, it looks like it's going to be interesting. Hopefully it does well so that we get more, not necessarily uh, more original titles, but just more, just single player, good campaigns. I want to see, I want to see that stuff thrive because we need more of that, that's kind of stuff. We need to get away from, from, we need to get away from service games. God damn it. Sony, the fact that you didn't have all 12 of your freaking games as a service titles in that state of play is a miracle to me. But I think that was probably because Sony's Sony. I think Sony's toning down that stuff a lot. And I think they're going to they're going to start kind of, oh, OK, we're going to cancel. Like they've already there's already been rumors that they've canceled a lot of those projects already. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, because they're looking at the la- the gaming landscape and going, OK, games as a service is dying out. And listeners, it is 100% dying out. Like, there are only a few niche games that actually are games as a service and are done well. And if you can't hang with those, you should just get the fuck out. Don't don't try. Just leave. Go do something else. So, yeah, I think I think Sony's very aware very aware of that right now. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens in the uh, the near future and how uh, how well these games do and what they're like. But uh, the game that I was it it came out on the the day of their announcement and I was thoroughly underwhelmed. Um, was the uh, the uh, Silent Hill the short the the short message? It's basically a story about a about teen suicide and how social media completely breaks down your mental state and your mental capacity to, to function and how the amount of the amount of hate that people put out into social media is very prevalent, especially for teenagers, because teenagers, when you, when you give people a keyboard and they can type whatever the fuck they want, people will say the the, the meanest, most cruel shit you could ever think of. And Kids don't know how to how to process that shit. They don't. If adults have a hard time processing that shit and not turning around and and being a complete asshole towards anyone on the internet, how do how do you think kids act? How do you think kids function with that shit? This is why, listeners, I am a firm believer that children should not be allowed to have access to social media. Period. And full stop. End of conversation. No one should be allowed to have have social have access to social media until they they are a fully functioning adult, in my opinion. Now, in this country, that's that's the age of eighteen. I think that it should be extended to the age of twenty one, but that's just me. Because your brain doesn't continue doesn't just stop developing at eighteen. Your your brain will continue to develop and change, all the way up to I think it's like twenty seven. Like that that's that's a huge gap. 18, 27, that's nearly 10 years. If that's how it takes, like if that's how long it takes for you to, to actually basically establish your own personality and who you are in the world, how the fuck are you guys functioning with social media? Basically the game's about the hurtful things that people can say over Instagram, the hurtful things that people can say over Facebook, uh, and how that affects the mental state of teenagers. And in this case, leads to suicide. 
it's a it's a strong don't get me wrong it's a strong message and it's a and it's a good message to get out there like you are essentially not alone you're not alone but i think the thing that's being missed on a lot of people is the fact of the message behind this isn't just that you're not alone it's that this is not helping anyone facebook instagram x all these are completely detrimental to society and any parents that allow their kids to have access to this shit before they're 18 years old you're a bad parent I don't care that they that oh it gives them access to all this information I don't give a shit you're a bad parent I am grateful that I grew up in the age that I did where I were having a cell phone texting was fucking new to me when I got into my 20s. So, yeah, social media shouldn't be it shouldn't be given to kids. Kids shouldn't have access to that shit. But here okay, so here's the but here's the the issue that people are having with the game and why people are going, "Well, it's not really a Silent Hill game." And even I feel like it's not really a Silent Hill game. It feels like it's a PSA. It feels like you're getting a public service announcement in the form of a game. Here's I mean, it's free. I can't really complain too much, but should it have the Silent Hill moniker for this? No, there are plenty of other indie titles out there that are able to pull off the exact same message. In fact, I I remember a social media or one that was uh, about social media specifically and how detrimental it is to a person's health and their mental state. Uh, Not too long ago, it was an an indie, indie title. Uh, and I, I watched somebody play through it. It's, it was a pretty powerful message. It's what their game was about. Silent Hill isn't about that, but you know, and I guess arguably Silent Hill could be about that because it's about, you know, a lot of it's about psychological, uh, issues and stuff like that with, uh, especially with the main characters. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it feels like we're getting farther and farther away from what Silent Hill started out as, as and what Silent Hill turned into, uh, even even through uh, what Home Sweet Home and uh, oh, what was the one about the uh, the prisoner? Can't remember. Uh, it, it just it feels like the the direction that they've gone or they're going is that no one's gotten the reins. No one no one has the reins. They don't really know what they're doing anymore. But that's just me. That's that's what I think. There are plenty of people who think, oh, Silent Hill's back. We're 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 back in it. And everyone has their own their own. Uh, everyone has their own version of Silent Hill, I think, uh, and what it should be. And uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of an amusing thought, given the fact of, you know, Silent Hill is different for everyone. So I was underwhelmed by the game because uh, it, it felt like it was. The game was more about trying to push a social message than actually being a Silent Hill game, but it's a good message overall, and it's it's a short game. I appreciate the fact that Konami made it available to anyone for free. Um, so if uh, if you want to check it out, it's available on PlayStation Five. You can go and check it out. It's on it's on their storefront. Um, I wouldn't expect anything uh, really more from it in the future, but who knows? They might, they might build on it. Uh, it's sure a hell of a lot better than their last silent Hill project, which was a, a, which was a, 
uh, money-making debacle uh, for an a, a interactive, I, I don't know, an interactive online movie experience is all the all, is the only way I can describe it, I guess. Uh, where you had to vote for, you know, you basically had to vote for the choices that the characters were going to make in the next entry into the series. But the people who paid the most money could completely outvote anyone else in the, you know, in the audience. So it didn't really make for a genuine experience voted on by the audience. It made for a genuine experience voted on by whales. In case listeners, you don't know what that means. A whale is a person who can afford to just buy whatever the fuck they want for microtransactions. And these are the people that, that typically game, uh, game companies go, go after for games as a service types and stuff like that. They're the ones they want to bring in because the whales can afford to buy everything. So, uh, never mind the fact that if you look at it statistically, it's the mod, the, the normal gamers that buy one or two transactions, uh, every couple of, uh, you know, months or every year, they're the ones that are, that in mass are making these these game companies more money than any of the whales do. The whales do it in one big chunk, whereas you sit there and say, okay, well, a whale can go and pay, I don't know, $20,000 a year. But if you have a million gamers and you only have six whales in those, who's making more money for them? It's the million gamers that are still paying for, for microtransactions because every dollar they spend adds up. So anyways, yeah, that, that was my, that was my little, my, my little, uh, gripe with, uh, Silent Hill and, and kind of what I thought about it. Uh, Anderson, do you have anything to add for that? I'm going to switch gears over to Silent Hill 2. Oh yeah. Made for modern audiences. Made for modern audience. Well, it's not even that's the gameplay. I was watching that and to me it. Felt like I was watching a trailer for Resident Evil 4 before remaster. So, I'm not too sure what the heck they're doing, or if they're just... I don't know, it doesn't feel like a good remaster already, I can tell you that now. Hmm. It doesn't look like a good remake, it feels like it's half-assed. It looked, you know, it looks... I don't know, to, to me it looked like it was just Silent Hill 2. It, I, I don't really know if that's... Yeah, but for a game that fans have been begging for a full remaster or a remake, I don't think they're going to get their money's worth. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping you're wrong. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I'm hoping it turns out to be you know a complete masterpiece and is uh, you know all the concerns about the modern audiences quote and stuff like that is is not founded. But you know, then again the 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 news about the uh the witcher remake has come out as that it's going to be you know pushing or it's going to be removing problematic uh issues from the game and when i hear that i go oh so you're woke defying it got it Th thanks for thanks for taking out the content that i enjoyed originally that is the reason why i'm a fan of the series and why i'm a fan of playing these games but I, I appreciate you removing that content so that I can't experience it anymore because, yeah, I realize that I'm the problem, right? Stupid fucking developers. It. It's just at this point now, I just, I'm hesitant on touching anything that gets produced by anything AAA. Yeah, I mean, 
you have Capcom who don't get me wrong. Listeners, Capcom's done, done some great things in the, in the gaming industry and they've, they've put out some really good products. They've put out some really good remakes. Um, but t- them putting DRM into all of their games, even their older games to simply stop, uh, modders is fucking insane. That's in, that's lunacy to me. I mean, they're doing it to single player titles. Like, what the fuck? Oh, this, this doesn't reflect our sensibilities. I don't give a shit about your sensibilities. That makes no fucking difference to my life whatsoever. I don't care what your fucking sensibilities are. I don't care what your opinion is. I want to be able to do this with my game. It's my game. But of course, that's not even true anymore. Because you're basically just paying for a license at this point. You're paying for a license to play the game. You don't own the game. The gaming industry owns the game. So, yeah, it's uh, it's annoying to watch what's happening within the gaming industry and what's happening. It's it's annoying to watch across across the board what's happening in all industries, but how much it affects how much it's affecting the gaming industry is largely leading to what we consider the rise of the indies and why so many people are looking to indie titles and why so many people are looking to older titles that aren't DRM managed, that aren't associated with modern gaming because they can get the, they can get the stories and and the interactions that they want. Uh, I mean, look at a, look at the coffin, uh, the coffin of, uh, of Andy and Lily. That game is by all standards of modern society is a travesty towards the ideas and and the story that it pushes that these two despicable human beings are awful and really should not be looked up to. However, I bought it and I still enjoyed it. And it is not up to you or anyone else in the gaming industry to tell me that I can't enjoy something simply because it does not reflect your sensibilities. And nothing, nothing illustrated this or illustrated this better than stellar blade. The outcry that happened with that game over a female protagonist that was beautiful and was, was also able to kick ass at the same time. Because that doesn't go with your sensibilities of of apparently having ugly female, uh, ugly, ugly female heroes that are more realistic, get fucked. The that that is absolutely insane. To to even to even push that out there, like uh, I think it's Alex from freaking uh, Digital Foundry. Back when that game was originally announced, he said the fact like you know oh she's really distracting and uh, I didn't really appreciate the fact that like that these these overblown proportions and stuff like that. She wasn't a giant pair of tits running around. You dipshit. And th- that the statement that he made is has aged like fucking milk. Because it turns out that, oh, she's actually based on a real person. Her model is based on a real model from Korea. And she's beautiful. Oh, my God. A beautiful woman? There's no way. That can't exist in games. Not today, apparently. Well, at least not in Western games, that's for sure. Fuck. 
We've had the we've had the like what they did the poor marriage. Yeah, we've we've had the we've had the debeautification <laughs> and the the defeminization of female characters in the West, and it is absolutely atrocious. Listeners, I'm not saying every woman should be pretty, but I am saying that there are plenty of beautiful women out there, and there are plenty of powerful beautiful women out there. And the fact that the gaming industry wants to change that and wants to force you to think that, oh, in order to be this empowered and this good, you have to be ugly as sin is just tragic. But speaking of tragedies, uh, Netflix has shown off or not really shown off, but, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess they've shown off. They've shown off some concept art from the Laura Croft, uh, anime that's going to be may be made. Um, no offense to the artist, but you need to, you need to learn how to draw beauty. <laughs> that's all I can really say is she, she looks like she was drawn by the, uh, I can't remember the artist's name, but the the guy who came in and masculined, uh, you know, defeminized and masculine and, and created ultimate ultimate masculinity with uh, Captain Marvel by giving her a, a practically flat fucking chest and uh, you know n- n- the the most narrow man hips I have ever seen. It's a man. That is a man, not a woman. It's ma'am to you. So, uh, yeah. The 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 Laura Croft concept art was just it's just tragic and uh, I think it's I think it's I want to say it's being it's being pushed by Phoebe Waller Bridge uh, who if you guys don't know who that is that's the uh, the person responsible for No Time to Die so Phoebe Waller Bridge is is attached to uh, the new Tomb Raider and she's the person who completely fucking neutered James Bond in no time to die. Uh, and yeah, she listeners that I, I hated that movie when I, when it, when I was done, like I sat there, I was like, it wasn't terrible at first. And then I sat there thinking about it more and more. I'm like, no, it was bad. It was really bad. There was a few things that I enjoyed about it, but overall the ending was so fucking trash that I was just like, I can't, I, I don't listeners. I don't even own the movie because of it. I refuse to own that movie in my collection and I own every single bond. So that oh, should tell you something. The latest Halloween movie. <laughs> I refuse to have that shit in my collection. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will rewatch Halloween resurrection before I rewatch the movie. <laughs> that, that movie was, abs- I still have watched it. Absolute, absolute garbage. Like just fucking trash. That's how bad the last last one was. That I will go back to Buster Ron, Kentucky <laughs> Fried Motherfucker, because that is better than what I got. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they they showed that. So they showed off like the the new Tomb Raider. That was lackluster. I was like, I you know, listeners, I'll watch an episode eventually. I'll I'll give it a fair shot. If it's as bad as I think it's gonna be, ugh, it's like. If it's as bad as it as it turns out that I'm thinking it's going to be, that is that is dog shit. <laughs> if it does, um, 
the other thing that was shown off where was uh, or you know we had the trailer for the new the the live action Last Airbender. And God damn, did that trailer look fucking amazing. It looked so goddamn good. I was like, this looks absolutely stellar. I cannot wait to see this. And then immediately after that, they put out an article that says that they're removing the sexism from Soka. And I went, what? Listeners, in case you don't know, there's a character in The Last Airbender that is sexist. He is intentionally sexist. It is part of his it is yeah, part the, of his story arc. He's a he's the comic relief until you get near the end and his character becomes a badass and he's a unique character because he's the only yeah, one with He's the only powers. one that can't airbend or can't waterbend or can't do Bend anything. It. It can't, he is he is the yeah. most incompetent character in the entire series for the longest time and he becomes a complete badass. But here's the thing. There's an entire story arc that is around his his sexism towards women and towards females not being able to fight and not being able to take care of themselves. And he comes across a group of female warriors that he looked up to before he found out there were women. Then he found out there were women. And he gets his and, teeth kicked yeah, in. And he yeah. basically, you know, shoots his mouth off and says some really stupid, ignorant shit. And he gets his shit pushed in. Rightfully so. He then has to apologize to them for his ignorance and for looking down on them. It is a great moment in that series of this is a person who realized that the person he was segregating against and that he was had a poor opinion of are actually capable. And he needs to listen the fuck up and learn from it. It's a great moment and. They're removing that. Nothing says modern day feminism more than removing the ability for a man to learn from his sexism and to become a better person for it. I yeah, I never thought I'd see a moment where misogynists would agree with feminists. But apparently in 2024, that's what we have. Like it's it's. I, I can't I can't even put into proper words like how infuriating that is to hear the point that a character would have in a series like that and have that that building moment of this is where they become a better person. That's removed from them. So you've basically just made him a stale. No, you know, no personality character that is apparently just going to be there in the background. He's a background character. Got it. Thanks. Thanks for ruining that character for me. Appreciate it. It's not like I saw him as basically the Xander of the group where you get a few episodes in Buffy where Xander actually becomes a better person and proves his worth. Nope. Can't have that in Avatar. Background character. Boom. Solved it. That's what I feel like those those writers were thinking was, well, we solved it. We solved the problem. No, you didn't. You didn't solve it at all. You, you, you ignored it entirely. So. Anyways, yeah, can't have a can't have a learning experience for man. So 
Hooray for feminism. Yay. But moving on to uh, to other things. Um, do we want to go into games? Not necessarily reviews, but basically <laughs> we give a review listeners, but we're basically just telling you like, hey, this is what we, what we think about a game that we've played and you guys can take it for what it is. Yeah, we can. Or do you want to, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know if I talked about Monarch Season 1. It was, you know, it's a decent show until the modern audience parts come in and bog it down. You know what's funny is you you said it's a decent show. Listeners, I, I will give the caveat of Anderson makes terrible recommendations when it comes to, to movies. <laughs> and he, he likes a lot of stuff. But I'm willing to listen to him when it comes to, to, to Godzilla. But I do have to say, it's hysterical to hear you say that you like it. I've heard so many bad things about the show. <laughs> if I had to say the best way to watch this show is you fast forward for the monster parts and the Kurt and Wyatt Russell parts. That is it. Okay. Outside of that, you drop all that, you're good to go. Good Got rock it. and so, roll. So Kurt, so Kurt Russell and, and, and the, his son are, are the best parts of the show. Yeah, well, what it is is that they play the same character. Wyatt plays the younger version back when they for American. What you find out is America has known about Godzilla this entire time when they were testing the bombs in the yeah. Bikini Islands. It's because they were trying to kill. Yeah, Godzilla. you found well, you found that out in the original. The the yeah. the yeah. So back in in the first Godzilla, they basically established that. They also established that uh, even more in uh, King Kong. And they yeah. keep to that premise. Um, and then they. Did you find out that uh, more or less uh, another character? They've been the- they've been theorizing that the entire the uh, the center Earth theory, which is now part yeah. of the movies, the Hollow Earth, is by how Godzilla is how Godzilla gets from point. Yeah, to point it B. actually uh, it kind of it kind of made things make a little more sense. As ludicrous as the idea is, listeners, it made things more make more sense because of how fast. Godzilla is able to travel from one end of the globe to the other, and I'm not gonna not gonna say you know things, but the way they betray the so the so if you go back in the the 40s yeah. stage, when the scientist is a female Japanese scientist, her son becomes the main monarch scientist. Uh, you're talking about the, uh, and then when you say the main monarch scientist, are you talking about in the more recent? Uh, movies like are like i shouldn't say the more recent the the, yeah. the first godzilla like he's the he's the guy that um eventually uh use he eventually is the one who saves godzilla uh in uh i want to say it's uh godzilla king of the monsters maybe i'll have to rewatch him but he's portrayed as one of the main monarch scientists yeah. and then you follow his children who are trying to find him he goes missing that's the, the premise of the show okay and you couldn't find out that he's actually been just traveling with Godzilla the entire time, just been stalking him like a, uh, like you watch, he's like a Discovery Channel camera guy stalking animals. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, I would say that the grandma is a lot prettier than her granddaughter when you do side by side, but the granddaughter goes, that's where the modern <laughs> audience parts in and puts. And you see like those images, now he's thinking like the pennant girls. Like, <laughs> yeah. You mean like the old woman is actually a lot prettier or, 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 uh, the, let me refer the this better. Of, they, of the grandma. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason why people like pinup girls better than what we're getting nowadays. Well, duh. Yeah. 
and that's what you get. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't think they meant to do that in the movie, but or the show, but they did. Okay. <laughs> and then the monsters are kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they do so show off some new monsters, which that's what I was in for. I was in for the monster parts. Okay. And they re-established that you don't fuck with Godzilla. All right. And the other thing the show establishes is the whatever the evil monarch company is, the one that ended up creating Mechagodzilla. Yeah. You see their 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 how they got started. Okay. But the the, the drama is what it's like. If you shave away the drama, the, the show is good. But that drama bogs it so bad that I literally was fast forwarding those sections. Okay, so it's basically it's basically my beef with the original Godzilla of. Like I, everybody talks about how great the first movie is, listeners, and it's a good movie. But that drama drools it down. But it has it, yeah. it follows human beings way too fucking much, in my opinion. That's why I love I love King Kong. Uh, or I love uh, Kong Skull Island. I love uh, the uh, the Godzilla King of the Monsters. I love fucking um, the. Uh, Godzilla, uh, Godzilla versus, Kong. versus Kong. Like th- these are the movies that I love in the series, and they're the lower-rated ones <laughs> because they primarily have to do with the monsters and not the human beings. I could, I couldn't give care less. I could not care less about the human beings. I don't care. <laughs> it, oh, it gives us something to connect to. I don't care. I want to see monsters duke it out. That's it. That's why I come to these movies. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't come for for the instant, you know, <laughs> existential crisis of a human being having to deal with this shit. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla, like that's what you're watching it for. Yeah. So when I went and saw the 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 the, the Lionsgate uh, Godzilla when it first came out, I was so pissed off. <laughs> When I walked out, it went. There was 15 minutes of Godzilla and two hours of people. I was so pissed. I was so mad. <laughs> like I could not contain myself. I was so upset. But uh, yeah, when you get the uh, when you get the Zilla movie, have more Godzilla in it. Yeah. that's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, I would say with the Monarch, I think my favorite part was uh, Kurt Russell versus Monster Naked Mole Rat. Mm. That was a pretty fun fight. And that's what you really... In my opinion, like, Kurt Russell was the star of the show. I don't care who you are, but you think what the drama was. He When he finally shows up, he steals the show. Yeah. All right. And from there on out, when you start watching it, like, I don't care about anybody else. If I'm going to follow a human, it's going to be this one. I gotcha. Okay. Because they made him as ludicrous as he could be. <laughs> uh, other shows, um, I would say the latest season of Chucky is fucking dog shit. Really? You've been praising that front for like two seasons. And and then they again, I'm listeners, I'm sorry. Get mad at us. The latest season of Chucky fully embraces the modern audiences. Mm. And and so and now, like is there anything you can call out specifically? Uh well, you were already having the modern audiences with the two uh the couple, uh, the this gay teenager couple. Yeah. But it gets so bad. That they bring back the twins and make them a focus from the uh, Cedar Chucky movies. Twins. Yeah. So you find out that Glenn is Glenn and Glenda and they were sharing a body. 
This is uh, Chucky's uh, son slash daughter. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. I'll be honest. I don't remember that movie very well. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Um, yeah, so and when Chucky's I did, I wasn't paying attention trans, very well. Yeah. They fully embrace that Chucky's children are trans. And they just, oh, God. Right. Like, <laughs> it feels like Chucky kills anybody who's straight. So if you say you're straight, you're going to die. Okay. So they make Chucky more or less the villain, but they just so pushed agenda every fucking episode. All right. Yeah, listeners, I here's the thing. I want to point out to anyone listening to this, we have no problem with uh, with people's sexual orientation. We have no problem with the, with the fact that like if you're trans or whatever, no, no issues. It's the fact that it's pushed so hard in media right now that it is statistically not even representative of the actual group in reality. Like my issue is story. Like when you're focused <laughs> on more on a relationship than an actual story, what's what's the point of watching? Yeah. So I'm watching for a story. Now I'm not watching for relationships. I'm yeah, not I'm watching. Not, I'm not for here drama. to. I'm not here to watch you guys. You know, stand up for your rights or anything like that. I'm here to to just enjoy what I'm watching. And if politics and political and, and your own views get in the way, then that's a problem. So I get people have their views and they want, but when you watch Chucky, you're not watching to watch teenage drama. Well, you're watching Chucky to kill. Yeah, I will. I will be. I will say that in all fairness, Anderson, you're watching a show called or based off of uh, off of a movie series. You're watching a show that should never exist. I'm sorry. The the, the no, the, I fully agree. I'm not yeah, going to disagree the, the, with you the, on the that. The show just that, that on show the logical should just not speaking, exist. Yeah, it just shouldn't exist. Yeah. It shouldn't be a thing. Chucky should be strictly just be movies. And <laughs> I hate to say it, man, but you've you've been supporting it for two seasons. You reap what you sow, brother. And <laughs> I just I can't even Rebecca. I can't even recommend. Like at this point. It's done. Yeah, it's it's like Doctor it's Who. It's not like it's not like, like they took. We love like Doctor they really Who. Took something that, and then they just dropped off. The, but the thing yeah. is, it's not like they took something that was that was that was already you know pre-established, like Doctor Who, and changed it. They took something that was pre-established in film, and turned it into a TV series. So I gotta say, you kind of had to. You kind of should have expected this to happen, because that's what happens in all series that turn into TV shows or are taken by any kind of, any kind of, uh, uh, studio and like, Oh, we want to turn this into a, into a, into a fucking show. Look at what happened to, to rings of power. Amazon didn't even have the rights to use the similarian and they based the show off the similarian. It's that, I mean, that's fucking comical at that point. And they still went full, they went full fucking bore. And then made the and then made audiences like us or members of Prime pay for it. They, they had us pay for it because they sucked at what they did. Two billion dollars down the tubes. So at this point, anytime you hear, oh, they're going to make this into a show, you should have maximum skepticism going in. And even if it's even if me, it's good for a season, don't expect it to continue. If I had to put it at a point of why I give things a chance, 
And this is for strictly the realm of horror movie turned to show. Yeah. Is Wolf Creek. I think that's what it said for me because that is that was a great show. But it, it had a plan and it had an ending. It, and that's probably it why it was also so probably weird. written by people yeah. who were fans. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you firsthand. Scream. The the Scream uh franchise listeners, I love the Scream franchise. I love everything about it. Including the new ones, you know, regardless of what the of what the main actress said in her tweet, you know, in her Twitter or whatever like that. I love the series regardless. Her political views do not change my love for the show because it doesn't come into it doesn't or for the series doesn't her her political views don't come into the show. So it's fine. Right. I cannot watch the television show. I want to kill myself. Oh, I totally forgot that it exists. So. Th- that that like anytime I, f- I, th- I hear about a TV show being made from a franchise that I love, whether it be a video game, a movie series or a movie or a movie franchise, doesn't matter. Comic book doesn't matter. I have maximum skepticism when it comes to, when it comes to that stuff, because the industry have t- has taught me over and over and over again to have zero expectations of anything being good. Um. Freaking, uh, you know, the, the Resident Evil films, those taught me don't don't expect these to ever be anything like the, the, the video games ever. They're 99 percent trash. That one percent being the first film was decent, but it wasn't Resident Evil, but it was decent. So you go in with that expectation of these are trash. I got it. Uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, I felt the same way about comic book. I felt basically the same way about most comic book movies until uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man, Iron Man completely turned, turned my entire opinion about superhero movies around him. Like I sat there going, holy shit. If this is where the Marvel universe goes, this is going to be amazing. That ended after end game. I have zero expectation I always tell of people, anything ever. I always good. tell people it's Endgame and uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home was the epilogue. Well, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home was yeah. was fantastic, but at the same time, it still wasn't. Like there, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of problems in it. the The fact that that was the that was the turning point for Doctor Strange for Doctor Strange to become a complete fucking idiot. Like that, that should have told everyone going forward that the next Doctor Strange, he is going to be, he's going to be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. To the point where a little girl can, can outsmart her or outsmart him. That's it. He's just too fucking stupid. So, uh, while I enjoyed, uh, No Way Home, it, at the same time, was a setup to completely dismantle that character, and for for me the for me the Mar the MCU really does end at Endgame. That is the end of this fucking series. That is it. So there there's because there's nothing absolutely stellar about the rest of the films going forward, with the exception of No Way Home. So why why even why even watch the rest of it? Why even why even consider going to see another MCU movie ever again? No one, no one in the audience that's that's a fan of the series, that's a fan of the MCU, 
gets to gets the end of Endgame and thinks that anything after that is 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 fantastic. The only people who think that it's fantastic are the people who are complete and utter shills for Marvel, for Disney. You know, don't ask questions, just consume product. That's it. So <clears throat> going like going into going into the TV series, like here's the thing, like I'm looking forward to 40K, right? I'm totally looking forward to it. The fact that Henry Cavill is in charge of it is freaking phenomenal. Why? Because he's a fan. But here's the thing, listeners. I am still going in skeptical that it will be as good as I'm hoping. And I know that sounds like that sounds like an oxymoron because it is. You have to go into everything thinking that this is going to be dog shit at this point. Because if it doesn't, then you're 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 the winner. You're the lucky one. If it if it meets that expectation, you didn't expect anything else. It's dog shit. You move on. You use you, you stop watching. Right. That's how it goes. That's how I felt about, uh, you know, freaking Netflix's. Uh, uh, what's what's this? What's it called? Uh, the uh, the Zack Snyder uh, verse one, the the star Zack Snyder Star Wars version. Was it called Moon Moon something? Uh, I can't even remember. I didn't even had interest to watch. Yeah, it like it just it looked it looked like trash. It looked like absolute garbage the entire time. I'm like it. it don't get me wrong, listeners. The sci-fi aspect of it, the the visuals, it looked cool, but the store, like the 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 story reveal, like oh, I'm gonna basically you know being the seven samurai and going around, I'm like this this looks like shit. It's not it's not even it's not even close to the set. Like you couldn't even put on the same the same uh, the same level as the seven samurai or the uh, magnificent seven. N- at no point could you say that this is on the same level. So why the fuck would I ever watch this? If you if you set your expectations massively low and something exceeds them, fantastic. If you set them too high and it turns out like trash, it's devastating for a fan. That's all I can say. So for for anyone who's enjoying, you know, for anyone who's enjoying, you know, uh, Chucky the the TV series, all right, yeah, that's fine. You're 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 allowed to enjoy that. There's no one that, that can tell you otherwise. You are allowed to enjoy that 100. I think Anderson, you sound like you're probably going to give it a call. Like you're probably going to call it and say, "Yeah, I'm done at season three. I'm not coming back." No, I'm not coming back. That one was it was that one, and then the other one I tried giving a chance to was a uh, uh, Ted the show. So now, so when I say Ted, I mean the uh, the Seth MacFarlane talking teddy bear movie. Yeah, the uh, I've heard good things about it. I don't. Here's the thing: I want to see it, but at the same time, I have zero expect. I have zero zero drive to actually see it. I have zero want to see it because I expect it to turn into complete trash. And it does on episode six. So, uh, and. I'm, you know, I'm okay with not ever watching it. I'm okay with watching the movies and enjoying the two movies that I got 
I think those are fine. They did not need to make them into a TV show. It never needed to be one. So I'm okay. Yeah, it's it's really weird for me to have conversations with other fan, like other other friends of mine who are fans of other of other things like uh, Bronx is a fan of Ted. And for me to say, I'm good. And he goes, you know what? Like he acts like I'm crazy because I'm fine with just not watching it. But I am if I'm OK with what I with what I already got, there's no reason for me to go back or to, for me to want more. Right. So it's it's OK for me to just not want to see it. It's the same thing with, uh, you know, it's like Halo. They're coming out with Halo season two. I don't know why. I think see, I think season one failed so fucking bad. It was one of the worst watched yeah, shows that, on. That blew Pro- my mind. I was like, didn't that do awful? Yeah. Like, why are we doing? It was this? one of the one of the least watched shows on Paramount. But they're coming back for season two, and immediately you're going to take or, or immediately going to have the like all the promos immediately have the the main actor having his helmet off. You guys do know what Master Chief this his signature is, right? Like you guys, you guys understand that. Like, no, they don't. They have no clue. And neither does the main actor who plays him because he wants his face seen all the fucking time. Well, then if you're if you're that full of yourself, OK, congratulations. You've killed a franchise before it's even had a chance to get to take off. And frankly, listeners, they, they killed that franchise the second they decided to make it because they decided to make it about not Halo. They decided to make it about just fucking they decided to make it about relationships and fucking Battlestar Galactica fucking nonsense. And if listeners, if you're a fan of Battlestar Galactica, so am I. But I don't want to see it in Halo. Do you get my do you get my point? Good. The first season did awful. They're still coming back for season two. So these these companies don't learn anything from what happens. They don't learn until their mo- until the money is all gone. Until they they've lost so much of it that they cannot recover, and that's what's happening with with Amazon Prime. They the fucking Amazon had to let go of thousands of workers, thousands of them, because of what happened with the Rings of Power. The amount of money that they spent on that nonsense that should have never been made and should have never been attempted. They spent two billion dollars on that. Never mind the fact that it's a trillion dollar company and they shouldn't have to let go of anyone. But they've had to let go of people from their, oh, Amazon Prime video department. Weird. That's that's interesting. I wonder why. They've had to let go of people from their Twitch department. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Because they're not making them money. They're wasting money. They are bleeding it dry. And because of that, they're having to get rid of those, like a lot of those people in those divisions. Weird. It's almost like if you made money, you'd show profit from those divisions and they would actually just be able to keep people. Strange. Money makes the world go round and companies learn that very quickly when the money dries up. Well, they don't because apparently they're making season two of Halo. Well, here's the thing: I think they're ha- I think they had to make season two. I think that they were under contract to have to make a second season. I think that's what Microsoft put forward and said: you have to make two seasons at least. And Microsoft did that. Keep in mind, listeners: Microsoft did that with three four three primarily in charge, 
and 343 didn't even know Master Chief was the main character in Halo 5. Digest that for about five seconds. So. Yeah, that's that's that. These are the people telling your telling these stories are people who don't understand the own their own stories. Is there any surprise why these industries are failing and why these things are, are turning to shit? No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be any shock to anyone. And the fact that the, the fact that these companies end up blackballing certain reviewers, like uh, here's the thing, let's just I'm not a, I, like I used to be a fan of Angry Joe. I stopped being a fan of him when he went full fucking woke tart for about two years. And just, oh, I'm going to support everything. This, 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 this. You guys are just not fans. You know, dude, whatever the whatever the fuck you think, that's fine. But you like you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> a lot of the time you need to shut the fuck up. But he did a review on Halo. He's a fan of Halo. His old school fandom, the original Angry Joe, started coming out. And that was when I was like, all right, I'll watch your review. He was giving a review on every episode and being demonetized and being, you know, copyright stricken by Xbox and my and, and uh, Paramount constantly doing that shit. These companies try to keep you guys from getting information and getting the actual information that's in, that's that's relevant to what's taking place in these shows, to what's taking place in these games. Why? Why are they trying to keep this away from you? Because they don't want you to have, they don't want you to see a contrary opinion. They don't want you to actually be able to critically think, is this actually good or is it bad? Am I being duped? Because the less people know, the happier everyone else in the industry is. You know, ignorance is bliss. That's a, that's a real thing. Ignorance is bliss. Take it from some take it from somebody who was who didn't know enough about the Witcher lore to have said that season two of the Witcher was good. And now when I actually know more about the Witcher, the Witcher lore and I go, wow, that is actually shit. Look at look at the difference between uh, Bronx and myself. Bronx is watching the uh, uh, the Percy Jackson show. He likes it. He really enjoys it. He thinks it's really good. I refuse to watch it because I know the books and I know for a fact that the show is not going to follow the books. Not to the, not to the degree that it needs to. What to me is mind boggling because you have an opportunity by turning a book into a show instead of a movie, not to pull all the plots out. Yeah. But when you have an author that's gone full woke tard, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Full agreement. He, he's he's literally he's literally fucking called his own fans racists because they don't agree with they don't agree with the decision of oh well this character was actually looked like this in your books and you specifically described them like this in your books and this person doesn't look like that. Oh, you, that. Oh, that my means thing you're is what he now. did to Nico's character in the books. What? What he did Nico in the books that was a big factor how he changed. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I guess your fandom isn't isn't worth your time then. I guess the fandom that made you rich and made you wealthy isn't worth catering to. Got it. Say goodbye to your fans. 
I hope you enjoy the non-existence of your show that you were depending on for infinite money going forward. And listeners, let's let's be let's be honest. Uh, Disney Plus, they're not making money. They haven't made money the entire time that service has been in in uh, existence. So, who has made money? Netflix. Netflix has made tons of money. However, Netflix also understands that hey, if a show doesn't do well, if it's not popular, we should get rid of it. They push a lot of agendas on shows, a lot. We're all aware of it, but when those shows fail, they pull them, they, they stop making them. They don't just continue to waste money into something that's not going to make them any money. If stranger things had taken the route of so many other shows and gone completely full agenda, full agenda, not nonsensical, you know, bullshit that nobody cared about in the first place that nobody had a problem with in the first place, if they had gone that route, do you think the show would have stayed successful? No, absolutely no, it would not. It would have failed just as hard as anything else. It would have failed just as hard as Sabrina, the teenage witch, blah, 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 whatever the fuck they want to call it. It would have failed just like that. Its ratings would have just tanked and they would have pulled the show. That's why Sabrina was pulled. For anybody who's really curious about that, that's why that show is pulled. Because its ratings tanked. They had two seasons within like a, the first fucking year of that show. And the first season did really well. The second season did okay. The third season did terribly. And they ended it on the fourth season because they had to. So... When these, show, when these shows fail... Nobody wants to watch them. That's why, like, that's why, I, uh, that's why I couldn't agree with uh, with Loach when he brought up the fact, like, oh, you know, TV shows should can they should be able to to you know bring it back for a season or you know let them let them finish it out. Why? If the if the fans aren't there, then the fans aren't there. It's not making them money. If it doesn't make them money, there's no money to spend. And Netflix makes money every year. Listeners, even even with people like me only coming back for a month or two at a time. They're still making tons of money. Globally, they are making a shit ton of money. But it's not enough money to waste on television shows. It's not enough money to continue to waste on movies that don't produce, that don't make them any money. Do you think Rebel Moon Part 2 will make anywhere close to the amount of viewership numbers that the first one did. Not even close. Guaranteed. I guarantee you that the viewership for that will drop to about half of what it was. Because people were curious. People wanted to see what the second one or what the first one was. They saw it. It was shit. They'll move on. They won't come back for a sequel. It's the same thing that happened to Zack Snyder's... uh, uh, what's the the uh, army? Is it Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead, like and the, thieves the, the, of the, dead the, the Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves, yeah. Like pe- nobody watched, nobody army watched the thieves. Army of Thieves. No one. There's a reason why there's no sequel to that. And they went on to Rebel Moon. He he had like a four fucking movie tr- like fucking quadrilogy set up for for the Army of the Dead series. 
and that that's not happening. So Rebel Moon Part 2, it's going to have the same problem. Nobody's coming back. Uncompelling story, uncompelling characters doesn't doesn't make a good show. So why would I come back and watch this? It was the original script listeners was written for a Star Wars for a Star Wars uh, trilogy to be made into a Star Wars trilogy. It was so bad. Disney didn't even want to make it. That should tell you something. If Disney didn't want to make this shit. Man, Netflix, you guys made a bad call. You've put your money into the wrong horse. But if it gets, you know, if it gets viewership, more power to them. If it gets the views, great. If it gets less views than the first one, they'll dump it. You might see you might see a part three just so they can finish out the series, but you're not going to see anything beyond that. Anyways. Yeah. I like when it comes to, you know, when it comes to TV series, I just I don't have a whole lot of expectations anymore. Um, I've heard decent things about the Quantum Leap uh, remake. But I have no doubt that 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 show is going to become complete garbage and there's zero reason to ever watch it because I got what I wanted out of the first one. And that's the thing that I've had to come to like, come to think listeners of, of being a fan of something. I don't want more of it. I should be happy with what I got the Arkham series. I should be happy with what I, I got to say. I'm, I'm fine with the Arkham my ending yeah. now. Like leave it be. Yeah, I, sh- I, I should be happy with what I got. I shouldn't want more because more leads to this nonsense. I've been a big fan of the idea of every good story needs to have an ending. Yeah. Like Stranger Things, I really truly hope they end it with the next season. Yeah, I mean, uh look at a yeah, I I think Not being I think negative Stranger, or anything, I think Stranger Things absolutely should should uh should just end. You know, they should just they should call it after after 5 uh if they, you know, if they had called it after three, after Hopper's death, I would have been completely okay. Um, but it is what it is, and we'll see what they, you know, what they come up with. Thankfully, it's still in the hands of the original creators, so we'll see where it goes from here. But if it's if it's trash, then I'll just go back and be like, well, Stranger Things, Stranger Things three is where it ended for me. That's where I'll call it. Oh yeah, they just you know ended the bad guy or whatever and finished yep. it. Yeah, um, I would have been fine with that. But uh. Yeah, we'll we'll have to hope and see if they hopefully hopefully they don't take it too far. And that's the problem is they can always take it too far. Um the you know, it's it's the whole thing with like uh with Ghostbusters. I was really excited for for a Ghostbusters sequel. And then we got 2016. And that show or that 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 movie was shit. I th- we thankfully got something out of Afterlife. I think that's actually a, a good direction to go. I would love to see it. Can I, I want to see it continue? I'm looking forward to uh, Frozen Empire, but I don't expect I don't expect a whole lot from it. I'm still going in with low expectations, listeners. So, it when when the stuff comes out, don't expect more. Don't expect don't expect it to be you know con- to continue on that high. Um, you know, when, uh, when Universal was discussing with, uh, Robert Zemeckis, 
uh, not too long ago about making a continuation of the Back to the Future series, not making necessarily Back to the Future four, but making another Back to the Future. And my heart dropped into my stomach. I was so sick over hearing that news that I couldn't believe it. If you had told me 10 years ago that they were looking at doing it, I would have been over hyped. I would have been completely off my rocker on wanting to see that. But today, God, I am so glad that he fought tooth and nail to not allow that to happen, to not allow Universal to do that. Because he didn't want anyone to ruin and tarnish the creation that he had made. And that's exactly what would have happened. I guarantee it. They would have made a terrible sequel. They would have made a terrible film. All for the all for the the nostalgia of fans that don't need more, that just need to go back and watch what was good. You know, it's that whole thing with yeah. the, the the member berries. You may be right on this something on that where instead of remaking, use it as an influence. No, just, like just just make yeah. something new, make something different. Like me, I I've been wanting for a while to have like a new western come up. Yeah. Should I just? You know, I would love we, to we see through this whole thing like talking about western. talking about remakes yeah. and stuff like that and and turning things into shows. I didn't even bring up the fact, like I've completely spaced on the fact that they announced Bethesda announced a new Indiana Jones game. And uh, here's the thing. There's <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of things in that trailer that look great. And it sounds like it's a true Indiana Jones adventure. The thing that really makes me halt is when someone says modern audiences while they're talking about the game, Making making it acceptable for modern audiences. Okay, and when you have a female character that is supposed to be a strong character, and instantaneously is apparently more knowledgeable and more capable than Indiana Jones himself. And for those of you who are going, oh, that didn't show that in the trailer. They did. They showed that uh, she basically comes off as very cocky and uh, not not just sure of herself, but very cocky in the fact that she's smarter than he is and that she is cap- more capable than he is. And they show it when she saves his life in a situation that would have never happened in an Indiana Jones film, because this takes place. Keep in mind, this takes place after Temple of Doom, after Raiders of the Lost Ark, and before Crusade. You think of Indiana Jones in his prime. No, wouldn't happen. And listeners, this goes beyond uh, anything that's happened in the previous films. Like, uh, Indiana Jones, you you look at him, you're like, yeah, he's cocky, he's self-assured. He, he deserves to be, he's the main character after all. But here's the thing, you've had other women in the series that have had the same kind of cocky and self-assuredness but at no point did you ever get the sense that they were trying to emasculate the main character in order to make the point of, oh, this person can take care of themselves and they're so good that they can take care of the, the, the main hero too. That never happened. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, he's the hero. He's the one you're there for. He's the one you're there to, to, in this case, there to play as. 
So you want to have a game that's going to make you feel like Indiana Jones, yes? So while, you know, yes, there have been plenty of female characters in the Indiana Jones series that have had a cocky self-assuredness, but we've never had a main character get suddenly sidelined because they came across somebody who is more capable than they were, especially in Indiana Jones. We never had that, but well, I, I should, I should rephrase that. We had, we didn't have that until Phoebe Waller, Waller bridge showed up. Then that was the, that was the moment where the main character got sidelined because the woman was so good at what she does that she didn't need no man. And he was just holding her back and holding himself back. And he just wanted to give up on life. You know, as heroes always do, they just, they want to give up, right? I don't know how the game's going to turn out. Maybe it'll be good. Hopefully that's what you get, but it's also primarily being or being, being creatively driven by Todd Howard. Take that for what you will. And, and, you know, it was brought up of, you know, being made for modern audiences. So instantaneously, my expectations went to, oh, well, I should have zero expectations. I should have zero expectations for this ever to be good. And listeners, I'm not saying you, sh- I'm not saying you can't get hyped for things. You can't get excited for things. You can get excited for things, but you should get excited for things that are original, original stories. Get excited for Stellar Blade. Get excited for Straining or Death Straining 2. It's a sequel, yes, but it's a sequel off of a unique individual world. But anytime somebody brings up an old franchise, anytime somebody tries to make something off of an old franchise, you should have zero expectations that that will be good. Because there's a good, strong likelihood it will turn out to be complete trash. And you should go into it thinking this is probably going to be trash. That's why we don't pre-order games anymore. And the industry's in the industry's basically fucking uh taught us not to do that. So looking forward when you're going into uh you know a uh GameStop and they say, Hey, do you want to pre-order? Just let them laugh and go, no, it's not worth it, especially at $70. And the gaming industry wants to increase that price to 80 to even a hundred dollars. Oh, that's what I say. I expect it by 2025 to be a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. I expect games to become more lazy and more, uh, and much shorter in, in narrative than ever before and to charge more for it. 100%. And listeners, for those of you going, oh, what do you mean? You know, they're not lazy. Developers are absolutely 100% lazy. 100%. They are lazy. Because if you look at development, if you look at the development of games in the past and look at the work that had to go into creating them, God of War, God of War 2, God of War 3, look at those games. Look at Killzone. Look at the original Halos. The amount of development that had to go into those games to create those worlds and to create those stories and compare them to today. Developers are 100% lazy because they refuse to, one, create new assets. Two, just do a good job. Don't don't create shit mechanics. And listeners, I'll, I'll put, and I'll put responsibility on a lot of that is coming from the publishers as well. 
Why are you creating a game when your studio is primarily specialized in only making single player open world experiences? Why did you create an open world multiplayer online all the time co-op experience? What the fuck were you thinking? Well, it was a trend and trends are easier to follow and easier to create when you don't have to create something original. Why would you want to do that? Because the publisher pushed them to. Guaranteed 100% Warner Brothers put Rocksteady up to making the game they have today. Which is why the studio had the mass exodus it did. And the developers that came in after them were far less talented than they are today. That's evident just by looking at the difference between the quality of the game you get today versus the quality of the game you get 13, nine, nine years, years ago. ago. Yep. So yeah, I think developers are 100% lazy. And any developer who wants to argue with me on it, you can't. You could not convince me that what you're doing isn't garbage compared to games that I've gotten in the past. When I'm looking at games that are, that are better from, you know, five years ago, three years ago, you can't convince me that you're doing a better job when your games are trash. Now, I'm not saying all developers are lazy, and I'm not saying that any of their development companies have used, you know, malpractices of forcing people to work late at night and shit like that. That shit's not cool. But the laziness comes from where you guys are getting your ideas. I mean, just for crying out loud, you're, you're trend chasing. That's lazy. You created a gameplay loop that is freaking broken and trash. It's lazy. You're unwilling to come up with new ideas. That's lazy. There's too many of you in AAA development. You need to get rid of a lot of these guys. And the industry is. Now, if they can turn around and make their own company and create a great game, fantastic. That means they learned a lesson. They learned something. And the amount, the amount of uh, trash that publishers try to push out. Yep, I get it. Your publishers are shit. But what do you expect us to see? What do you expect us to sit there and do? And, and oh, development's hard. Is development hard? Is it? Is it harder than being a fireman? Is it harder than being a cop? Is it harder than being a soldier? Is it harder than being anything else in the fucking world? No. Stop looking for sympathy from everybody else who have a hard job. And I'll say I said it once. I've, I'll say it again. Do you think I give a shit that you had a hard day at work? When I come home. And my game doesn't work. I can't log into a server. I can't get it. I can't actually play the game or your game is complete trash. No, I don't. I don't care that your job was hard. Because my job was hard. So miss me with that nonsense, please. And it might be the publisher that forced you to do it. I don't give a shit. Look at Volition. Volition came out with a shitty with a shitty Saints Row. It was pushed over and over and over again by the higher ups within the developer that this is the the game the industry needs that this is the game the fans are going to love it didn't matter how much the fans outcried over all the shit that they were doing and all the crap that was coming out for it and going man this looks terrible this looks bad you guys should do you should do a u-turn you should turn about go back to what you were doing before go back to the lunacy that you had before nope didn't matter and the worst part about it is that it's an open world that was broken and buggy as shit compared to the games, compared to the games that they made before it was complete garbage 
on a technical level. And yet they want you to believe that they somehow aren't lazy. Are you kidding me? Please give me a fucking break. So, yeah, it's. And, and what's even worse about uh, about that situation is that you have you have Embracer Group who won. They were pushing for a lot of it. They were pushing for a lot of the uh, the woke nonsense in a lot of these games. Trust me. But Volition didn't stand up against uh, against it and go, yeah, we shouldn't do that. Nope. They catered to it. They fucking employed people who should never have been working in the gaming industry in the gaming industry. They employed them. Why? Because you have to get that you have to get that uh, ESG score up. You got to get that got to get that government money. Otherwise, we'll look bad. Can't have that. No, 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 you can't have that. So. And like listeners, this this isn't really new in the industry where they have people working in the gaming industry that should never be allowed to work in the gaming industry. That's happened for years. Look at Mass Effect. Um, you had Mass Effect Andromeda that came out how many years ago? And it was complete garbage. And the person who was uh, put in charge of doing uh, animations and facial animations and shit like that should have never been working in that that position, should have never been in charge of it, ever. Their, their, their resume is... You know, it's it's the size of my fucking pinky, essentially, for, for what their work was. And they had nothing to show from it. And yet they were put in charge of that. Like, are you guys high? No. But, hey, it's a woman. She can do the job, right? Yeah, that's not a mark against women listeners. That's a mark against the fact that they hired her specifically because she was just a woman. That was it. That was her only qualification. Was that she was a woman? Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that's how if that happened today? Like, oh, he's hired because he's a man. Because he's a white man. That's it. What? It's like uh, Rob Schneider was talking about the uh, the uh, fucking uh, airline pilots. Airlines are hiring based off of qualifications of are you female? Are you black? Are you Hispanic? And they base this off of like they give a score. And if you have like, you know, if you're gay, if you have the trifecta of you're gay, black and and woman, well, then you're instantly fast tracked through through their fucking pilot training. They're not hiring based off of the most qualified pilots that are available. They're hiring based off of whether or not they meet a certain criteria. On a chart. What? Is there any reason, is there, is there any, any fucking surprise why planes are suddenly losing their doors, why wheels are falling off of them, why engines are suddenly exploding in midair? Why you've had more, you've had more incidences of uh, human error in the, in, in the airlines in the past year than they have in the past 10. Weird, right? almost like we should start hiring people based off their qualifications and their their skill strange 
you know, it's 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 weird that you're you're not hire they're not hiring people based off of merit. And the gaming industry is doing the same thing. Yeah, just it burn it it fucking chaps my hide when I hear things like, you know, Volition going, oh, well, we we were just following what our publisher told us to do. You didn't have to do that. You could have made a completely crazy batshit game using the same developing tactics that you had before. And just said, you know what it is, it's it's this is the game that we want to put out and just gone full on gorilla against your fucking publisher and proved them wrong. You put your money where your mouth is and say, we'll put this game out. If it doesn't do well, you can shut us down. And that would have really shut up that fucking publisher real fucking quick. Of, oh, these guys actually know what they're doing. We'll leave them alone. But no one went to bat for them. None of the devout, none of the heads of Volition went and like, oh, we, we need to go back to the stuff we were making, man. This is like, it's not looking good with the fans. The fans are pissed. Nope. They went with the fans are wrong. That's always worked out really well. Where are they today? Oh, they're closed. Yeah, they're closed for a reason, listeners. It's not just because of, of what Embracer Group did. Embracer Group was, yeah, they were a sinking ship regardless because of what they were doing. They were trying to build up their portfolio to try and make themselves seem bigger than they were and sell themselves off. They were hoping to be the next, you know, they were hoping to be the next Blizzard. They were hoping to be the uh, the next uh, Bungie, be bought up by by some larger company. But that has that has almost no bearing on what happened with Volition, the studio, and that game. Not when you're not when your your own community managers are going out of their way to to tell fans that they're fucking racists and Nazis on Twitter and bigots because they don't like the game. And they thought it was gonna be shit, and it turned out to be shit. See, you don't need to you don't need to smell shit in order to see it. You can see shit. You can see it. It's there in front of you. But apparently you're not allowed to point it out. Cause well, then you're just a racist bigot and sexist and homophobic. Transphobic. Just fucking unreal. Anyways, I'm done with my rant. I'm sorry. I just like this. This is stuff that's been that's been pissing me off for a while in in the industry, and it's just it's boiling over. And I'm getting tired of this shit. Getting tired of uh, getting tired of fans getting disappointed, and getting tired of watching watching it actively happen. And going, you can solve this. You can fix it right away. It can it can be fixed. We don't have to do it this way. And having these companies that were once great companies and great and great leaders in the industry just fall flat on their fucking face when it was completely fucking evident to everybody else. Just frustrating. Anyways, sorry to come back with a with a frustrating podcast. Listeners, we're not, you know, we're not super overhyped for a lot of stuff. I'm looking forward to Death Stranding 2. I'm absolutely ecstatic that Kojima is working on other projects as well. He's working on a, uh, he's working on an exclusive project for, 
for PlayStation. He's working on, I believe, an exclusive project for Xbox. All these things are just great news. It's good news for the uh, the gaming industry. I don't care how pretentious Kojima comes off. He keeps putting out bangers, and I'm here for it. So let's do this. Uh, anyways, Anderson, did you want to talk about Power World? I think you've played it with, with Miles for a bit. I have not oh, played I've, it at all. So let's just say it's clocked in more time than I have. Oh, that's I that's not surprising it. at all. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be comparing Josiah I got we gotta compare hours. Yeah. Um You know, I'm not the game is definitely in game preview, so I'm gonna put that announcement now. There is some glitches and some bugs about it. Yeah, it's it. early access. It is Pokemon meets Ark Survival. Of course, you're not being constantly hunted down and eaten by dinosaurs, but you still got the whole base building, maintaining supplies and the management and that kind of stuff. And the fact uh, that you can use these Pokemon however you want, like you can either use them to fight each other or you can use them to kill humans. Yeah, you can basically give you can give them jobs, essentially. Well, they help you with your base yeah. management, and you get to learn that later on the road. Okay. Um, you know, like, one of my favorite ones that I've had this entire time is basically a, a fox of fire, and I get to hold them, I use them as a flamethrower, so I hop in on this cult, and I just burn them all alive. <laughs> and then there's other ones, uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, the one that Miles got for me is a squirrel with a submachine gun. Okay. Uh, I've been, uh, the thing that protects my base is a monkey with a assault rifle. He sits uh, behind a, uh, a barricade and guns down anybody who comes at my base. All right. This is basically so there's some a fun things turret. to it. Yeah. I would say the negative half is there are some bugs that will annoy the hell out of you. And some of the base management needs some improvement on it. But I'm not too mad because I knew right off the bat it says game preview. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It was on Game Pass, so I didn't pay for it. Or even if you do pay for it, it's 30 bucks. Okay. I think it's hilarious Nintendo was mad at him, but Nintendo can go and eat some Here's rocks. the thing. Everybody keeps, like, okay, all the Nintendo, you know, Nintendrones that are, that are fucking Pokemon fi- fans that have been complaining about this. Shut the fuck up. Just be glad there's another game out. Just be glad there's another game that looks a lot like the game that you love. And, and be satisfied with that. Because... Here's the thing. A game that looks a lot like the game that you love and has different mechanics will push the developers of the game that you love to do better. It's almost like it's, you know, it's almost like competition actually breeds creativity. So weird, I know. And Josiah was here. That's something him and I had a long discussion about. Because Josiah is a huge, huge Pokemon fan. He buys them all, puts on his antenna when he travels for work and all that jazz. This covers an itch he's been wanting from Pokemon for a while because he's been wanting more because it gets old, right? Yeah. Because in Pokemon, all you do is you capture Pokemon, you fight other Pokemon, you go to gyms, which are bosses, and you get new bo- badges, but there's not much beyond yeah, that. Yeah, it gets it gets pretty stale, and especially with their, their most recent entry, it's, I mean, the most recent entry was apparently pretty disappointing. So I would think that this is something that most Pokemon fans would just be itching at the bit for. But apparently not. God damn, because it's not on Nintendo. They're freaking the fuck out. I'm going, what the fuck is going on? So here's here's the thing. If you're one of those people who complained, first of all, you're a bitch. Secondly, 
if you if you're upset about this, go complain to Nintendo about the fact that they aren't making this. They need to step up the game. That they need to step it up. That they need to pay attention because this is better. Not oh they, cool. they they're stealing your intellectual property. I guarantee you, Nintendo has been paying attention to this game since it was announced, and that they've put they've put it through their legal team, and their legal team's going. We have nothing to stand on. We literally cannot sue them for this because, first of all, Pokemon, not an original idea. Pokemon is not an original idea in the slightest. The original games that came up with this came out back in the 80s. And they weren't made by Nintendo. So, hate to tell you this, it's not an original, it's not an original idea. Can't, can't complain. So, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, oh, you guys need to go legally after him. And you had a guy who, who used AI and uh and faked a video to show that oh they're using the same skeletal structure from from other pokemon games that is complete horseshit nonsense never fucking happened never existed the guy lied everyone should know this by now if you do not pay attention that is a lie not one thing for pokemon was used with making this the other thing is oh well they're using ai I don't have anything against any company using AI to make anything in a video game. None. No, not especially since we get garbage yeah. nowadays. I have no I have no issues with that whatsoever. The only issue that could actually happen is if they did use AI, then Steam would have an issue with that because Steam requires that anyone who uses AI in the development for their for their game that they put it specifically in their tags. They have to. It's required. So, that didn't happen. Um, it's not, it's, it's not AI generated. It's <laughs> this whole, this whole thing is just absolutely batshit. And the amount of people who are just in outcry over it is unreal. You guys need to get a fucking grip. You know, it's that whole thing of like people, people will go on Twitter and treat fictional characters if they're real, as if they are real. They will treat fictional characters as if they are real. If you are a fan, I can understand your passion and the love that you have for your fandom. That you have for the product that, you, that you've put so much time into. I can absolutely appreciate that. 100%. And if you want to call this a ripoff of Pokemon, go for it. That's fine. But don't go out of your fucking way to go to somebody and ask them to take legal action against this. Because you're upset. You are no better than the people who go online and go to developers and threaten to kill them because you didn't like their their design decisions. You didn't like their their game decisions. If you don't like it, don't play the fucking game. It's easy. You vote with your wallet every freaking time. Every time you go to the store, you vote with your wallet. Every time you go to a gaming a, a game store, you vote with your wallet. You go to you decide to not go to a movie, you're voting with your wallet. You are telling the industry, this is not for me. Try harder. It's almost too fucking easy. So when I look to a game and I go, yeah, that's trash. I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy it. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be allowed to make money. I'm just saying it's trash to me. It's the same thing. I think the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is trash. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to play it. I w at this point wouldn't even play it if it was free. Or included in service on Xbox Game Pass. That's how that's how much I'm not gonna play it. But here's the thing. 
I'm not going to go out of my way to sit there and tell you guys that you shouldn't play it. And I'm not going to go out of my way to tell a developer you should die in a fire because you made a game I don't like. Because you made this this design decision. No. I am going to say that, hey, if you guys lose your job and your company closed down, that's on you. That's your fault for making it. Because it's true. But if you guys want to buy the game, go for it. Fuck it. It's not it's not on me. If you love the game, fuck, dude. You do you. No big deal. It doesn't doesn't affect me in the in the slightest. So. I mean, this is like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, you know, I'm not. It's like when, uh, you know, when Dragon's Dogma uh, 2 was announced, people were excited as hell. I thought the first one was just OK. It was just all right. I'm looking forward to the second one. It looks like it's a lot, a lot better refined and it looks like it's it's going to be a lot better gameplay. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to trying it out and see what it's like. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, if it's got things in there from like fucking drag, uh, Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, Tolkien or anything like that, I'm going to go, well, okay. They, they use that as inspiration. Cool. Good on them. But I'm not going to sit there and say, oh my God, they stole dragons from Dungeons and Dragons, the inventor of dragons, right? They're not listeners. Just so you know. <laughs> Just, just say so you're aware, <laughs> but it's one of those things. Like, why, why, why would anybody go out of their way to to try and push that on a company that is well aware of another game coming out that is very similar to their current game that they have? You don't need to tell Nintendo, hey, you guys need to be watching this and paying attention. They are aware of it. They looked at it and went, "Yep, we can't do anything legally, so we're gonna bamp the fuck out." We're staying out of it. Also, I don't think Nintendo wants to. They, they also don't want to gain that kind of ire from gamers who who love the game that they're playing and have paid for it. They don't want they don't want to step on any to any toes like that. They do that already too many times with YouTubers. And calling fucking. Oh, you guys need to take your you need to take your video down because you've used our footage from our game. What? It's free use, assholes. <laughs> Fuck off. So, yeah, it's just it's, it's mind blowing to me the amount the amount of people who just lost their shit over that. So, uh, but I mean, you, like you got you've enjoyed it though, right? You you've liked it. It's it's a good well, I'm time. I'm still playing it. Yeah. So. I'll describe what the game is if people don't know what, what the fuck they're getting into. So, I already think Pokemon make it a action RPG, so kind of like Kingdom Hearts where you're moving and fighting. So, bring that concept, except for this time you're fighting with your monsters, you're not sitting in the back. Yeah. You fight together. Uh, then add in dungeons, base building, survival, and a little bit of exploration. Okay. You can go find stuff, that kind of Yeah, thing. I've watched a couple of boss fights that look pretty fun. Oh, even then there's uh, secret items and stuff throughout the yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I now, say it's I say it looks pretty fun. I'm not gonna play it. I have zero interest yeah, in playing this game. It's not up your alley. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not it's not my bag, it's not for me. But I'm not losing my shit. I would over like it. to <laughs> It's a game too, but I would like to see it again in like six months from now and to see what the developers done with it. Yeah. 
I'm glad that it's getting all the positive, most of the positive and the negative. This is stuff I want to see. Yeah. So that's, I think that's it for the PAL world. As of right now, if you're looking, if you're bored with the same old Pokemon, you want to try something new, dip your toes in this. If you like survival games, this is different than most survival games, but dip your toe in it. Yeah, and if you have an Xbox and and a, be or a PC, you can pay for a month of Game Pass and play it. If you don't like it, then no no, no skin off your nose, right? It's 10 to 15 bucks, right? For a, for a game for a game trial to try it out. Maybe you'll maybe you'll just sit there and be like, "You know what? I'll come back to it when it's finished." The other so. thing I would say about it is it it doesn't really punish you too much on the survival aspect. So if you're willing to want to try out a survival game for the first time, this one might be a, a good one to start with. That's fair, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all we got to cover this week. Uh, at least, oh, do we do we still have more? In. I was gonna I was gonna talk anime, uh, but I'm not oh, gonna this... I'm not gonna do that now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we've gone on for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'll just squeeze in some other ones. Uh, Tavern Master is what I picked up on Steam. Okay, and it's just a straightforward. You're it's a management sim where you're running a uh, pub slash tavern medieval times yeah. it's it's fun it's easy if you like the simple sim games i would highly recommend it yeah miles has been playing a uh, a coffee serving game i can't remember what it is but uh i, I it's a it's a seat i think it's the chap second chapter to the like to this to the first game um listeners i'm sorry I'll, he'll have to tell you what it is um but uh i'll we'll have to ask him next time he's on and uh see see what he thinks about that but uh, I've been curious about. I was I was curious about it just because I saw him playing. I was like, hmm, looks it looks like it's like just a kind of a quaint, you know, not really a dating simulator, but a uh, you know a uh, you, you serve coffee and you inter you interact and hear other people's stories that kind of thing. So, um, the other one you have on here is Oceanhorn Two. Oh, Oceanhorn Two! I've been waiting. I was waiting for that game for close to a year. Yeah. Um, I beat the first one. It's a, uh, it's definitely a, a Zelda ripoff. Okay. So Oceanhorn Two is, it's, I wouldn't say a continuation. Playing it, if you played the first one, you'll come to realize when you're going through the story that it's actually a prequel to the first game. Okay. And when I say prequel, you're playing the uh, the grandparents of the main character of the first game, and it's all the events that led to the world being flooded and shit going down. All right. Uh, they did definitely change up the gameplay a little more, a little more interesting, a lot more to do. Oh yeah, that is one hundred percent a uh, Zelda clone. I'm looking at screenshots of it. Mm. Yeah, from uh, the first Ocean Horn or the second, second one? one. Second one, yeah. First one's very much uh, closer to uh, Link Between Worlds. Yeah. The way on the gameplay. Uh, it's just it's a fun Zelda clone. It's something new, something different. Uh, I think if I when I got it, it was only thirty bucks, and I think it was worth the price. Okay. So if you're just you're kind of burnt out in some other things, or you're just kind of craving that Zelda fix, I would highly recommend it. All right. Well, that's it for me on the reviews. Uh, the only anime I've been watching is uh, solo leveling. I think I've one, already one episode that. at a time. <laughs> yeah, one episode at a time. And then I did finish season two of Jujutsu Kaisen, but I can't remember if I reviewed that or not. Uh, no, I don't think you've talked about it, but. Uh, um, we, I was going to say, we can, we season. can, ho- we can hold off until, uh, next time. Um, listeners will, we'll be back in about two weeks. Uh, 
that's usually when the podcast goes goes up. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll come back and uh, we'll we'll do we'll tell you what when we come when we come back we'll do an anime episode because there's a lot of anime to cover uh, that we haven't gone over yet. So, um, make your lists. <laughs> I will definitely have a long one. So. Um, Unless something really stupid comes out, we promise we won't uh, angry rant too much. Yeah, and listeners, I'm gonna also start covering some manga that I've been reading. So, uh, yeah, well. Uh, oh man, you're reading manga now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy moly! Yeah, I've been uh, I've been starting to getting into a lot of manga now. Uh, unfortunately, I can't read Japanese, so <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot that I have to there's a lot that I actually have to catch up on on YouTube uh, from manga recaps because. Uh, they're just not available in the U.S. In the US at least not to buy, listeners. They're they're available from uh, translators that are here in the states that have uh, that have put that work out and have been paid for it, uh, which I'm grateful for. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. Where, like I'd like to own a lot of these <laughs> someday. Uh, so let's uh, let's you know let's root for for some more AI translations. Just saying. All right. Well, uh, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Um, we have no social media presence whatsoever. Uh, we, we have a social media pages. We have a Facebook page, um, but we don't use them, uh, in, in reality. We just, we just have them. So, uh, <laughs> it's, I know it's very confusing, but, uh, for people who, uh, who, who speak out against social media all the time, we, we, we have a social media page. We used to have a Twitter account. We got rid of that because, you know, that was just one unhealthy and too stupid to, to deal with. But, uh, yeah, anyways, tell your friends about us. It's literally the only way we get around. So, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna interject something that we could probably need to work on. What's that? That even though we're not big in the social media, I think we're going to start working on uh, Discord a little bit. Yeah, how? <laughs> I think... I think we have the opportunity. We're, I'm, I'm going to talk to Fargo, but I'm considering maybe we have a where listeners can play games with us and just connect on Discord. Yeah, all all four of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all all hey. one of them. All of Steve. <laughs> okay, I'll make sure I'll put this up on some uh, some nursing homes, maybe some airports. So, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, listeners. Like I said, tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get we get around. And, uh, yeah, thank you. This is Vargo. Anderson. Keep on geeking on. We're out. Honing burned out now is how it always ends for me.